what up? Real Coach JB getting ready to get it going right here on this Work Boot Wednesday. Trying to get everything figured out. Uh, appreciate everybody hitting the like button, joining in. Pound the like. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off. NBA is all on tonight. Hockey uh, is back in. NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. Uh, I don't even know where it is. I don't even give a fuck. It's so boring now. It's shitty. I don't want to watch 20-minute fucking flagrant one replays. I'm tired of basketball. It is a joke. I'm good. But NBA All-Star is going to be always going to be a watch event, especially after Super Bowl. And the XFL drops this weekend. You can bet that on BetOnline as well. BetOnline.ag. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And go get you some fresh new dip. Canadips, CBD.com right here. Canadips. Go get you some. 20% off using my promo code, COACHJB. All caps. Uh, cleanest way to dip in the world. Go get it. Go check it out. CanadipsCBD.com. All the players are using it. All the players are dipping it. The cleanest way to dip there is. Got a loaded show for you on this work boot Wednesday. It is stacked. It is loaded. And uh can't wait to get longtime NFL kicker, 12-year NFL veteran, Shane Graham. Uh, he'll be joining me, plus Mr. Go himself, Brendan Clinton. A lot of you know him as aka Davis, uh, social media icon now. He has become uh basically mocking coaches and players. He does a hell of a job on TikTok and Instagram. Mr. Go will be joining me. Along with Chase Sr., as always, he's going to talk Eagles, free agency, what's the offseason look like. And Matt Machesi is going to join in. We're going to talk our top 10 offensive linemen of all time. Two starting O-lines. It's hard to fit in 10, but we're going to try to talk it and get into some free agency as well, and maybe show a little bit of the Super Bowl. Since Sean and I couldn't do it last night, Sean Salisbury and I will be there tonight, live on Last Chance Q. Wednesday night, tonight, we're going to watch some Last Chance Q and break down the Super Bowl for you guys on that live All-22 film that we got uh, brought to you by DV Sport. So make sure you head on over and watch that tonight on Last Chance Q. If you're not a member of our Patreon, it's in our bio links, in our uh, link trees. Go become a member of our Patreon and get some great knowledge of football on that. Go check it out. Lots to discuss. Uh, quote of the day, as we always get started. Um, bam. When you love what you have, you have everything you need. If you don't have everything you need, go figure it out, period. If you love what you have, if you love it, truly love it, I don't know if you guys realize that, if you truly love what you have, you have everything you need. I'm just telling you. Um, if you don't have everything you need, you need to figure out a new passion. <laughs> uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. How deep is that? Real simple. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Uh, will thank you for. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, have you ever thought about doing that? What are you going to do today? Put away $100. I don't know. Put it in the bank. Get some interest. 
do something because uh, your future self will actually thank you for what you do today. But a lot of you guys don't think that far ahead. You got little fucking peanut brains. Think outside the box. Uh, lost time is never found again. Lost time is never found again. That one should resonate. That one should run deep. That one should let sit in while you walk around the store every day or sit at home on your fat asses ordering Uber Eats. Lost time is never found again. So go get you, <laughs> go do something worth a shit. How about that? Get off your ass. Um, the older I get, the less I feel the need to be included, the need to be understood, the need to be fucking accepted. The older I get, the less of all that shit I feel. <laughs> Contrary to your belief. So, loaded show today. Uh, can't wait to get after it. Uh, Raiders released Derek Carr. What does this mean? What is next? Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, do they keep Stidham? Uh, we're going to break that down. We're going to get into my top 10 offensive linemen of all time. Uh, don't miss this action pack week. Tomorrow, TJ Lang joins us. TJ Lang, if you know who that is, he'll be joining the show. Um got guests all week uh every week it's getting there it's getting there pound the like button subscribe become a member today if you're not a member of the slap nation discord please do so uh you guys can come in there and chat the chat's going wild right now Bree black lucy everybody's in there chopping it up sean waffle gorian uh everybody's in there i appreciate everybody over there hector and and uh and everyone else um we're here on Work Boot Wednesday, man. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, always trust people with that like big booties. They cannot lie. You ever seen that? Who makes that sign though? Who makes the sign after the legendary song and puts it up? Ah, <laughs> uh, my boy sent me that. I thought it was funny. Who uses that as a marketing scheme in front of their store? Uh, I don't know. Derek Carr is traded. He's released. Uh, he's actually not traded. He was released. Uh, now he can sign with anybody. He got what he wanted. He gets to keep some money. Uh, makes it worth a while. Uh, who the? What do the Raiders now do? What do the Raiders now do? Is the question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the Raiders do. Stidham's not a bad deal. Can they make the roster better? But is that going to be the splash? Um, Mark Davis cut off his hair. He's bald now. I don't know if you've seen it. He looks like me. He shaved his head. Much better look to me. I'm, I'm tired of hearing, seeing the fucking uh, bowl cut. Fucking whatever that is. Um, he cut his hair off, so I don't think they can go with Stidham. He cut his hair off. That means I dropped my nuts. I'm dropping that. I'm going to be swagged out. We're going to go get Aaron Rodgers. That's what that tells me by cutting off your hair as the owner. That's just what I see. But what do I know? I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Lots to discuss today. I can't wait for Shane Graham to jump in, talk some NFL. He was a 12-year NFL veteran kicker, college coach. Um, we're going to get into all that. Um, Baltimore Ravens, they hire Jeff or Todd Munkin, college OC from Georgia. Um, 
I know, I know, I know Coach Munkin. I just want to break this down real quick. I know about his history. I know what he is. I know what he does. I just want to be really, 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 really clear out here. I want to ask some real questions, all right? Um, before I ask this question, though, I got to ask the poll question. I got to ask you guys a poll question. Is Eric B. Enemy getting screwed? Uh, drop it in the chat below. Uh, if you didn't get to see Jason Whitlock and I go back and forth about the enemy, about these type of things, go listen. It's on my show today. It's up. We put it up last night. Uh, we got a lot of good engagement already. I appreciate you watching that. But Jason Whitlock and I discussed this in totality. Uh, go on over and watch that later on. Is Eric Bietemi getting screwed? Um, I mean, that's the poll question that I have. Um, drop your thoughts in the in 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 the chat. I don't know if he's getting screwed or not. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens hired Georgia offensive coordinator Munkin. Now, let me tell you something about Coach Munkin. Coach Munkin is a pass-first, pass-happy coordinator. He usually has the best receivers in college and the quarterback that's usually pretty good at getting it done. Uh, he had a 27-year-old getting it done this year. But what does that mean for Lamar Jackson? Is he shit out of luck or not? That's what I want to know. Is he shit out of luck? Because you just hired an offensive coordinator who ain't coaching in the NFL as a coordinator and is going to be a pass. Is he a pass happy guy? Does that tell you that Lamar Jackson is gone? Chase Senior will help us with that one later on. Our NFL specialists come in and, and give us some insight on Baltimore. Plus, Mr. Go, being a Baltimore native and an East Coaster, we're going to ask him what his thoughts are on uh, the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator. I appreciate everybody that watched the Brandon Walker uh, Unnecessary Roughness Barstool uh, show. I was on there for about an hour and a half last night. Uh, they posted a few clips. It's up on their YouTube. We'll post it on mine today as a premiere. So you can check it out. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, Barstool Sports Unnecessary Roughness with Brandon Walker. Um, thought it was a good show. I thought it was a good show. Um I don't know if there's some shit we got to talk about at this Eric Bieniemy thing. Like, what is going on? Because if Eric Bieniemy is getting passed by for college guys with no experience, dog, what is happening with my boy? Bree! Bree Black is in the house. Uh, the day after Valentine's. Bree, I got to be honest. You got fucked. You got fucked over with your birthday. How do you miss Valentine's Day by one day? Like, shout out to Bree. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Bree Black. Bree's in the house. Loyal community member. Loyal uh, supporter. I appreciate Bree. Give her a birthday shout out. Um, but you got fucked, Bree. Valentine's Day was yesterday. I'd rather have it on, you have to have it on Valentine's Day, Bree, or it needs to be as far away from Valentine's Day as fucking possible. Like, 
whoever has a birthday on Christmas gets fucked. If you don't know that, whoever has a birthday on Christmas is absolutely fucked. Because you don't know if it's your birthday present or your Christmas. I'm not telling you. Here, here's your good. What, what, what is my birthday or Christmas? It's all one. Shit. You got fucked. I wouldn't. I think Christmas is much worse birthday. I think Valentine's for a woman, since men are mostly, usually catering to the woman on Valentine's Day. I, you know, I think that's how it should be. I grew up that way. I grew up, you know, watching like, my dad, I, kind of my dad catering to my mom. I was young. They divorced when I was young. But I got a sense that men are supposed to cater to women on Valentine's Day. So I'm all for it. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old school. I'm like, shit, why not? I, I, I'm not with this. Oh, I'm, I'm cater to me. I'm the king. Get the fuck out of here. Just cook me a f- some food every once in a while and, and wash some dishes. I'm good. But you got to have some ass, you got to have some fucking throat, and you got to know how to, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just playing ladies, but seriously, I'm not playing, but seriously, um, I'll cater to a woman on Valentine's, on their birthday, Christmas, you know what I mean? So you got to have a Valentine's birthday. The day after though, Brie, I think you are fucked. I think you're fucked over. Because nobody cares anymore. Everybody's like, ah, here you go. Happy birthday. Or you got to spin it, Brie, and get them to buy in and take you out on Valentine's Day as a two for one, like you say, and spin it on them and uh, and try to get their ass to, uh, you know, oh, Valentine's and your birthday. But then the guy gets over on you, too. By the way, it's a Christmas scenario. I'm going to take you on Valentine's Day and kind of use it as one, and you won't know what your birthday present is and what Valentine's is. I'm just telling you. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, you got a birthday on the 26th of Chris on December? You're fucked, too, I think. Or the 24th. I do not want to be born on the 24th, 25th, or 26th of December. Um, Baltimore, though, we're going to dive deep into that today. Uh, Munkin, OC for Georgia, gets hired uh, over Bienemy. I thought Bienemy would have been a good fit, but I told it. I told Whitlock that's a bad, bad scenario for Bienemy going there with Lamar. I truly believe that. I think Bienemy was saved by grace on this hire. Um, so. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, bad weather all over America. Vegas was deterring flights. Uh, people were going to Vegas just for an hour flight from Phoenix and couldn't go in. They had to go back because of the nasty dust storm and nasty wind. Uh, if you didn't notice, Vegas is uh, the weather. All kind of weird sh- anomalies are happening around here right now. What the fuck's going on, America? I'm just glad we wake up with the power on. No alien invasions, uh, no weather balloons, no no uh, declare declaration of war or anything. I just hope that don't happen. I don't. I do want us to drop our nuts and, and scare fucking some folks and say, "Listen, motherfucker, Joe, man, Joe sending uh Bree some money. I'm gonna send this to Bree. Bree, send me your Venmo. 
I'm going to send you that from Joe Accord. Joe Accord's always dropping some some bread for folks. Joe's a great mammal. Uh, appreciate Joe, man. Um, Joe gives you the daily weather, plus drops you some damn money. Um, great dude, Joe. Uh, Bree, drop me your Venmo. I'm going to shoot you that birthday present from Joe Accord. Um the weather anomaly, what's going on? I don't know. Going back to the China thing and all this talk of World War III shit, I want to drop our nuts and say, you know what, motherfuckers? We're going to fuck you up. I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see that. Um, but now I'm trying to be like, look, I don't really want to go to war. I, I don't want gas prices to fucking go through the roof again. And I don't want the housing market to dip and like it is. And I don't want fucking meat and eggs prices to go up but there's a lot of shit out here going on man eggs can't have our babies chickens can't hatch babies and eggs what's going on with that uh the shortage on wheat we got chemical spills all over the fucking country now tucson arizona yesterday has a chemical truck spill right on i-10 that's four or five hours from my house six seven hours from my house what is going on like, what the fuck's going on with the chemical spills? It's starting to get a little redundant now. I got to be honest. It's starting to be a little skeptical. Let's keep it real. And then if you haven't heard, Russia in Moscow, an entire chemical plant blew up. Have you seen this? Dog, Russia. Four in a row. Ohio, Houston, Arizona. What is going on? I'm just trying to say, I'm like, damn, dog, Arizona's handling the western part of the United States. So that should have worked back into California. All the way up to Washington, Utah, parts of Alaska when the air get when the wind gets that shit. Ohio's handling the east part. You got dead fish popping up. I talked to Zach Smith yesterday. He said it's fucked up, man. No one's talking about it. You got dead cows, horses, livestock dying in Ohio, Pennsylvania. Surrounding areas, uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, what's going on there? No one's talking about shit. I haven't seen a president talk about it. I haven't seen no fucking advisors. Houston, fucking train derailed right near Sean Salisbury. What's going on there? I haven't seen nothing about that. And now you got this spill in Tucson and Moscow, Russia. No one's talking about shit. Ah. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, It's very, very skeptical, to say the least. I don't know what's happening, man. I'm just curious on why I haven't heard fucking nothing from the fucking president. Like, why haven't I heard shit? I mean, it's obviously we know it's leaked, Mr. President. We know Ohio got fucked. Like, can you guys, uh, can you say something? You lying fucks? It's a, it's, I don't know, man. I am a, I am a proud American, let me tell you. But I am ashamed to be in America right now. We are an embarrassment. I'm just going to be real with you. I'm proud to be from here. I'm a proud American. I want to fuck everyone up. I want to say, fuck you. We're still the premier motherfucking shot callers. 
But it's a, I'm ashamed to be in America right now. I'll tell you that shit right now. It is kind of fucking embarrassing. It is really, really embarrassing for everything that I see every single day. And you know what? It starts at the household. And we're allowing a lot of shit to go down. Parents, mothers, fathers. We're allowing a lot of shit to happen. And I see your fucked up kids out here fucking up shit every single day and you ain't doing shit about it. If you would just control your fucking households, it would completely change 50% of this fucked up world right now. In schools, I believe shootings, I believe fucking disrespect, I believe all that shit would change if you fucking could handle your household. But no, you can't. So, in turn, I think you should be handled. I think you should go out and fight each other on national TV, right here on my show. The shitbird-ass parents, the dads that are missing, the mothers who are fucking absolute shitbirds, they should go out and fucking fight each other live on my show. And to the death, fuck them. Like, get these motherfuckers out of here, man. I'm tired of you fucking shitbird-ass parents. That's why I said yesterday, dog, get rid of social media for one year, one year. And it would be fucking great. One fucking year. It would be lovely. Um, Colts hire another head coach with no experience to a six-year deal. So let me get this right now. I got to defend my boy. I did grow up with this motherfucker after all. Eric being me. I've been telling you, though, for years, he's not the play caller. But no, what do I know? Nobody listen to me. Stephen A., he's the offensive coordinator. No, he's not. But everybody's mad at me that I said it. Remember that two years ago? Remember that fucking one? We can go back and check receipts for all you fucks who always want to point out something I'm wrong about. Let's point out the million motherfucking things I've been right about. Let's go back and say, when I came out and said, well, the enemy's not the offensive coordinator on a lot of big shows. I was on Pat McAfee's show saying this, and everyone thought I was an asshole, remember? What do I know? I wish somebody would give me some credit for that shit. But no, it's all right. I'm just the asshole. But you know what? I got big shoulders. I'll take it. It's all gravy. But let me let me break something down real quick. So you're telling me that Eric's been an offensive coordinator titled by title on a team that's been to three Super Bowls, one, two. He's had his own room. He's been at the four-year level and been one of the great recruiters in the country. He's been in Minnesota. Coach Adrian Peterson goes to Kansas City, wins two Super Bowls. And Munkin's more qualified? The head coach that just got a job, who got the OC job this season, mid-season, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Gets the head job for the Colts. Looks like he just changed his first diaper. And then the Eagles defensive coordinator who gets beat in the Super Bowl by Eric Bieniemy gets a head job the very next day. And Bieniemy continues to get passed by. Now... Now let's have a conversation. Now let's talk. 
Now let's have a conversation, a little bit of open dialogue on real talk. Let's really get into this now. Since nobody wants to talk about this shit. Why can't we talk about this shit? <laughs> I don't see EB inheriting the job either. I come on now, dog. They they they'll they'll use you for what they need you for. That don't fucking mean you're gonna inherit the job when Andy Reid leaves. Andy Reid's loved and cherished there, but when he leaves. Don't be surprised if Nagy was brought in to replace him. Come on, man. Come on, dog. You don't think this is still a good old boy network. You're fucked up. If you don't think it's a good old boy network, contrary to what Jason Whitlock thinks, you're still kind of delusional in some aspects of your life. So let's not get it twisted. Until I see some black ownership and more GMs and, and more head coaches, then I'll start saying, okay, it's a little bit more level playing field. But... I don't solely blame. I'm not going to play the race card on the on the lack of hiring of Eric Bieniemy. Not going to do it. I believe there's deeper scenarios. I believe the NFL owners know that he's not the play caller. I think they know he's not going to call plays. I think he they know Patrick Mahomes is that factor between Andy Reid and winning. I think they dismiss Eric Bieniemy. I think that's probably correct. Eric Bieniemy has a big say in personnel formations, suggestions, and he is huge during the work week with scouting reports, game planning with Andy Reid and the staff, but he's not calling plays. See, calling plays from first to fourth down between the sticks, third and long, Third and medium, third and short. Second and long, second and medium, second and short. Are very, very tactical. It doesn't, not all humans can make those calls on the run, on the fly, within a play clock. Just so we're clear, that's not an easy task and not everybody's out here doing it. And not not everybody, I would say not even 10% of these guys are good at it. A lot of them, though, are getting jobs over a guy who Andy Reid's titled the OC. So I'm just throwing it out there, dog. Is he deserving of the job? Yes. Is he worthy of a head job? No. That's my take. So go ahead and talk what you want. But you remember, I'm in the middle, dog. I'm a real talker. I'm a straight shooter. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. You ask me a question, I'm going to tell you no lie. He's deserving, just like Lamar Jackson is deserving. It does not mean they are worthy. <laughs> See, you guys can't even dissect that shit. It's too deep. You can't even understand it. What does that mean? He deserves it, but not worth it. <laughs> Kyler Murray is not worth it or deserves it. He got over on you. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. There's guys that aren't deserving or worth it. Deshaun Watson, he ain't deserving or worthy. He got over on you. Lamar Jackson, at least, was is deserving. He's won an MVP. He's never had an issue off the field. He ain't a shitbird. 
Now, I start questioning a few of his things late in the season and what he did, a little selfish stuff, but he's still more deserving than Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. But is he worth it? No, he's not worth $200 million. Fuck no. And I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFL other than Mahomes because he's won two MVPs, two NFL quarter, uh, Super Bowls, and two Super Bowl MVPs. So you have to say he's worth it. Joe Burrow, not yet, dog. I, I think Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL as far as sustainability. That does not mean he's worth $500 million yet because you have to win a Super Bowl. Now you're trailing Mahomes by two. So it changes every day. It changes every day. I, I, I was talking that Burrow is the best in the NFL. I think he is the pure best quarterback in the NFL. But now can't pay him. You can't pay him Mahomes money. Can't beat. He hasn't won in the Super Bowl. Josh Allen can't pay him. Hasn't won shit. Herbert, nope. So that's my point. Can they be worth it later? Maybe. Not right now. And they're not deserving of it yet either. They're not deserving either yet. Lamar has been in the league. He's won an MVP and he's had good character and off the field, no issues. He is deserving. But he's not a performer that's going to take his team to the Super Bowl. Sorry. That's just what it is. Are we paying for mediocrity or are we paying to win Super Bowls like the Rams did Matthew Stafford? That is what my question is. So, is what it is. Um, if someone pays Derek Carr forty million, they're absolutely fucking insane. They're absolutely insane. If they pay Derek Carr forty million a year, a franchise that's paying him is absolutely fucking insane. I would not see. I know. I understand the market. I understand the market. I understand those things. But there's no fucking way. There is no way that I'm paying that guy $40 million. So um, there's just no way. Um, I can't do it. There's no fucking way I pay Derek Carr a dime. I wouldn't pay a Derek Carr a penny over twenty million because I got to be honest. The marketplace says thirty million. The marketplace says $40 million, but that doesn't mean you have to pay him. What's he going to do if you don't pay him? <laughs> Go to the XFL? By the way, the XFL starts this weekend. Are you excited to see average quarterbacks play? <laughs> Uh, 
Are you excited to see some average QBs? XFL. USFL is going to be played later on. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, Juju Smith. I got to get into this Juju Smith thing. Shane Graham will be joining me. Juju Smith. Um, what's going on with Juju Smith? Juju Smith does this meme or gif or graphic about the kid that he's talking about held him. And A.J. Brown and the Eagles, I got to be honest, the Eagles have been pretty pretty damn good professional with their responses to a very, very immature kid who I know very well, Juju. We all know is a very immature cat. Um. But, like, come on, dog. That's some bitch-made shit. I got to be honest, homie. I grew up with this cat's pops. I know this whole cat's family. That's some bitch-made shit, and I got to let him know. First of all, A.J. Brown, he could, he, 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 you know, the whole Eagles organization's giving this cat drama. And you didn't do nothing, Juju. Like, it's not like you balled the fuck out. It's not like you did a lot. I just think this is the generation. I'm going to call him TikTok boy. <laughs> I like that shit. AJ shows a little bit of a uh, little bit of older shows a little bit, you know, a little older. Uh, um, uh, little it shows a little maturity. That's what I think. So, you know, hey. It is what it is. Somebody, who was it? Uh, Gardner came out and said, I had more picks than you had touchdowns. <laughs> we got shitty weather in California, too, by the way. It's supposed to rain, and it kind of rained yesterday a little bit. Um, go check out Unnecessary Roughness with Brandon Walker. I was on that show yesterday. Go check that out. It was a good show. Uh, Juju, come on, dog. You got you to gotta be a little bit uh, more grown than that. Um, all right. I got to be honest. I, you know me. I'm a mediocrity is a new excellence guy. Um, what the fuck is this? What in the fuck is this? You cannot be serious, right? There's no fucking way that you are serious with this shit right here. Is this a real thing? Please, please tell me this is a joke. Please tell me this is a, a mockery. Somebody tell me, baseball fans, is this a real thing? Please let me know. Any baseball fans in here? Any baseball fans? Is this real or not? Man, I thought it was Photoshop, dog, but I, I, I went around and was looking at baseball shit, and they're all saying the bases. There's no way, though, that's that it's going to be that big, right? Like, fuck, I, I got, now I'm going to get a baseball guy on the show, man. I got to get a bit. Hector, I know. That's what I'm telling people. They've been talking about this base shit, and I'm telling you, I went and saw a bunch of different baseball people's feed, and it's real shit. They're showing these huge bases. Is that a real thing? I just want to know. I don't want to hear speculation that it's Photoshop. 
I want to know if this real, because I do know they are making the bases larger, right, Hector? They are, they are making the bases larger. That is a real thing, right, Hector? So is this the real base? If that is, uh, man, that is a fucking mockery. Kyler Murray could sleep on that motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, dog. Kyler Murray could sleep in that motherfucker. That's like a goddamn waterbed to his ass. Two inches on each side, dog. Do you know how big that is? That could be right. That might be right. Maybe that is two inches on each side. Look at the base in the middle. Two inches, two inches, two inches, two inches. Two inches each side is eight inches, right? That's a lot of fucking, that's eight inches, dog. I would be, that is unbelievable. We're giving everybody a fucking trophy. God damn. Let's just everybody be able to steal a base. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Um, dog, I mean, there's a whole human being that can sleep on that. That's too much. Come on, dog. There's no fucking way. No way. Um, for all you boxing fans, I want to show this tomorrow, but I can't, I couldn't avoid showing this. Um, if you haven't noticed, if you know who Customato is, um, trained Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, some of the greats. If you haven't seen this, I want you to have a look at Customato, who was one of the all time boxing trainers. We can argue when he left Tyson, Tyson fell to the bottom. Have you guys seen this video of him and Muhammad Ali's fucking around while he's wearing pants? Look at Customato and how fucking legit he is. Let's maybe he's not. Let's see. What the fuck? Well, maybe I won't show you. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, I think I fucked up and removed it. Um, God damn it. I hate fucking technology, man. I hate technology. Um, I got to find this. I got to find this uh, thing. Give me a second. Um, Give me a second. I got to find it again now. I'll get back to it. But Customato is giving Muhammad Ali the fucking business. If you haven't seen it, um, let me see. Yeah. God damn it. Ah, what did I do? I deleted it on accident. Let me get it back for you guys. Um, I'll get to it later on. Um, Let me see here. Got to remove it. I got to remove it first. 
Um, yeah, he had feet and hands. Shit. Fuck feet. He had hands and feet. I'm trying to find the motherfucker, man. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't know what I did with the motherfucker. I hate technology, man. I hate technology. I'm so bad at it. I need a... uh... Yeah, because Kevin Sumlin had to leave the, the, uh, the USFL because he had to get back to college football. Because that's his only opportunity to get back to being a head coach. So that's what the real is. I know Kevin well, so that is that is just what it is. Um, God damn it. Now I'm pissed off. Now I lost the video. Anyway, um, apologize for that. I wanted to show you Customato fucking him up. Um, God damn. Fuck that up. Anyway, before Shane gets on, I think Shane is supposed to be on, but I have no idea. Let's see. Um, Hope Shane's all right. Um, Waiting to hear back from Shane Graham, NFL veteran kicker. I wanted to break this down. I wanted to show this film. Did you guys notice how bad the NFL footing was in that game. I wanted to just show this. Um, there was some bad footing. And uh, I don't believe. See I like the Eagles response. We had to play on it too. But. There is a valid point to be made. With bad footing. And if you don't know. It's right there. Right here. Pass rush. Pass rushers fucking struggle in bad footing so a lot of people are talking about this bad footing and apparently they changed cleats during the halftime and talked to the nfl refs and hey bad footing is a real thing for pass rushers just so you're clear, that is a real, real thing. So it was pretty bad. If you watch that shit, it got pretty bad. And uh, I'm going to be honest. It slowed the pass rush down, dog. Let's just be honest. It slowed that pass rush down. And I'm not going to make excuses because I don't care. I don't have a dog in the fight. But if I have 78 sacks and I've dominated and that's my first game without a sack and you watch the film and see every single defensive lineman slip, which Sean and I are going to break down. Maybe Matt will break it down with me today. I would be pretty pissed too. And out of those clips we just watched, you saw two defensive ends slip and fall and that's not, there's a shitload of them. And if you can't, have footing as a speed rusher, you have no shot. Now you can't double dip. You can't come back inside. You can't club them. You can't swim them. You can't 
I mean, there's a lot of things that an offensive lineman has advantage over if you cannot have any footing. Look at, I always, you know, me, people think I'm always Mr. Negative and uh, I'm always talking and showing negative things. Um, this right here is a feel-good story. If you're a mother, a parent, a father, if you haven't seen this video, the Kelsey brother video, it's pretty special shit. Of course I don't have it. Fuck! Ah! Uh, let's see. I fucked this up today, people. Sorry. Um, I have no idea what I did. I deleted everything, apparently, and I have no idea how I did it, but I did it. So, um, we're gonna, oops, we're gonna figure it out. I gotta fucking, god damn it, dude. I hate this shit, to be honest. Um, I wish I knew what the fuck I was doing, but I don't, so I can't find it, but I will find it. Um, I'll find it. I deleted them on my computer and therefore it won't show you guys. So I apologize. The Kelsey brothers parents after the football game in the Super Bowl, if you watched it, they came out and the mother uh, and the kids are crying and, um, <laughs> And it's just, it was a, it was a good, it was a good story, man. It was a pretty damn good story. Um, it was a pretty good story, but the mother going over and then Jason telling the mother, go celebrate with Travis. That is the big brother being the grown up. And I couldn't do anything but applaud him. And that is some good shit. If you're not a subscriber to the Kelsey Brothers podcast, I suggest you do it. It's actually positive shit that we need in this world right now that's fucked up. Coming from Mr. Negativity that you guys all think is Mr. Negativity. So um, I thought it was a good story. I fucked up the video because I have no idea where I put it. And now it's deleted. So once I figure this thing out, I'll uh, I'll get it back up and running for you guys. Um, I wish I could do it by fucking date and I would find it, but I can't. And I have no idea what it's called. So I apologize. Um, yeah, Bree, you're a mother, you're a mom. You're a mom. So I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that you would be, I'm sure that you would be uh, balling. I know, you know, that's that's what every parent wants. Every parent wants to see their two kids playing a fucking Super Bowl, right? <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. That's what I would want. I'd want to see that shit bad. But sometimes you can't do it. Anyway, I'm going to miss the videos. I don't have them. I can't find them. I lost them. I had them all set up and then I deleted them and now they're in my trash can and I can't fucking find them. So fuck it. It's over. Um, let me see if this video's up because I might have deleted everything. I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but do you guys follow the Hodge twins? Take a listen.
how little cis people actually know about biological sex. Like, your chromosomes dictate everything and you'll never be a real boy or a real girl. Do you know how easy it is to completely change your body with hormones? I grew a penis within my first month of being on testosterone. I started having full-blown boy puberty around month three or four. Trans women can grow breasts no. exactly like cis women can. Trans women can lactate. Everything you think you know about how bodies are set in stone and can't be changed, you're literally just wrong. We understand what's the difference between a male and female. It's you people that don't. You mean tell me you grew a cock? How big is it? You take the testosterone, you shoot it up, right? Yeah. And then you like, oh man, it's growing. Look, the balls is forming. <laughs> what's probably happening is your clitoris is swollen. You made this argument that a man can take estrogen, grow breasts, and be able to breastfeed. How many kids on this planet was breastfeed by a biological guy taking estrogen? And I want to know what that kid looks like. You are delusional. You, you really are delusional. And for you to put that video out there, lady, guy, let's, I don't even know what they are anymore. I don't know what we call them. What the fuck are they? Well, they're made up humans. We know what they are. And I am going to get a shirt made and it will say no more made up humans. I'm going to have made up humans and I'm going to have to circle with the fucking thing through it. We don't need any more made up humans, dog. Like, what made you think you could breastfeed a kid? Like, I, I'm just confused. It's not hard to go read a book. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go read a book. Go read a book, dog. I mean, go read a book. I'm just serious. Go read a book or something. Like, holy fuck, dog. Uh, it, it it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Um, I'm going to get into my top 10 offensive linemen of all time. I'm going to get into, uh, I'm going to get into that with Matt, uh, hopefully. Um, let me see here. Because I don't know what happened to Shane. Um... Larry Allen is on my list. You already know. Uh, that's somebody that I actually grew up with, so you know he's on my list. Um, um, Matt said there's a massive snowstorm in Colorado. So everything's fucked up today, um, by the way. Um, so Matt can't get out. Uh, he is fucked over and locked in uh, with bad snowstorm. Maybe that happened to Shane as well. I'm not sure. Um, we got a lot of shit going on, man. Ohio, Houston. Uh, we got a lot of fucked up shit going on. Uh, what is going on, people? I, I don't know. We're going to get into it. I want to get into my top 10 O-linemen uh, before we get into... Uh, Mr. Go, by the way, joins us later on in the show uh, in the second hour. Uh, he's on the West Coast now, so he's going to join me um, around 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. Uh, of course, um, I, I think, Bruce, yeah, I got Bruce Matthews in there. You best believe that. You best believe I got, I got Bruce Matthews in there. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought Shane was in Florida, um, but he might be in Michigan. 
he might, I know he's in Michigan. He was in Michigan, but he might be. Um, he might be. Why? What's up, Brian? What's up there? Any any issues up in in, in that area? I don't think so. Um, you shoot down another alien? Did you shoot down another alien around there? Um, Walter Jones, good friend of mine. He's been on the show several times. Uh, you know he's on my list. Let's get into my top 10 O-linemen, and then I'll get mad on tomorrow. We'll break it down. Number 10, I'm going to start with Walter Jones. I'm going to start with Walter Jones at number 10. Walter Jones, friend of the show, was a freak show. Juco alum, Juco guy. He defeated all odds, made it happen. Mississippi Juco did his thing and played in the NFL for a long time and had a great, great career. Hall of Famer, gold jacket, and love him to death. Um, had a hell of a show. Had a hell of a career in the show. Walter Jones comes in at number 10 for me. This is a hard 10 picks. Let me just tell you. Number nine, Jackie Slater. Los Angeles Ram, legend, Hall of Famer, 6'5", 6'6". Played long and athletic, was nasty, got off the football, had hip, knee bend. Um, Hall of Famer, number nine. Number eight, Willie Rofe. Willie Rofe, 6'5", 2011 Pro Bowls, 13 seasons, all-decade team twice. He made the all-decade team twice. Number seven, I don't know if Sean Waffles in here, he'll know about some of these old-school cats. Number seven, Randall McDaniel. Randall McDaniel, 12 straight Pro Bowls. Versatility is what did it for me. Randall McDaniel. Um, Randall McDaniel is a 12 straight Pro Bowler. Uh, he played all five positions at times. He was unbelievable. Uh, I got him at number seven. Orlando Pace coming in at number six. Orlando Pace was... Um, Seven Pro Bowls, just a freak show. 2000 All-Decade Team, Super Bowl champion, Orlando Pace. Uh, unbelievable career. Number five, Bruce Matthews. Bruce Matthews, 292 straight starts. He has the same amount of straight starts as Brett Favre. Iron Man offensive lineman of his, of his generation. Bruce Matthews, unbelievable career. Played all five positions, by the way. Bruce Matthews did. Um, had an unbelievable career. Number four, Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden was just a long athletic freak. Got to watch him uh, at UCLA. Um, did a, he could easily, you can argue that, you can argue any one of these guys could be your number one. I will not, I would not argue if you put Jackie Slater at one. I would not argue at Walter Jones, Willie Rofe, Randall McDaniel. Orlando Pace, Bruce Matthews, Jonathan Ogden. I wouldn't argue if, if, if you guys came to me and said, I think they're number one. I would say all these guys are worthy of number one talk. They're deserving to be in the discussion for number one. No question about it. Um, number three, Will Shields. Will Shields, I got to see personal up close work. He was as nasty as it gets. He was a guy you don't want to fuck with. He was a unbelievable, nasty, smart, legendary guy. I got to be on the practice squad when he was playing and 
dominating for the Chiefs. Unbelievable. Will Shields, number three. Number two, Larry Allen. Larry Allen, who I grew up with, saw it up close and personal, saw him in the weight room, saw how now how he coaches his kid. Larry Allen, a Compton legend, Division II's player, by the way, Sonoma State University, if you don't know where that is. They dropped football years ago. Larry Allen is an unbelievable freak of nature, was on the best offensive line of all time, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I got him at number two, easily could be number one. And then Anthony Munoz, hand size, speed, never saw anything like him in his generation, in his era. A guy that had Latino blood, people never thought they would see it. And he happened to be one of the greatest uh, specimens we've ever seen up front, ever. Um, honorable mention, though. L- listen to my honorable mention and how and just how good a lot of these guys were. That a lot of you may not even know who I'm talking about. A lot of you don't know possibly who these guys are. Art Shell, Art Shell was 6'5", 265, and played as low as anybody, was nasty, got off the ball. Art Shell, Hall of Famer, actually had a decent coaching career as well with the Raiders. Art Shell um, was a great, great one. Gene Upshaw, if you don't know who Gene Upshaw is, uh, I would go look him up. Alan Fanica, if you don't know who Alan Fanica is, um He's arguably you can you can argue that he should be in the top 10 like Jim Otto. If you don't go back to watch football and aren't a historian, you don't know who Jim Otto is or Dan Deardorff or John Hanna. Go back and watch. See, I'm an O-line guy. I love I I, I want to get like I dissect O-line. I get into O-line. I want to clinic O-line. I want to talk to guys. O-line guys. um you got to understand there was a there's a lot of O-line guys. And then if you want to get into guys that are playing now, there's some guys that Matt, I'm sure, would argue um, with you that there's some guys now that possibly can move up in this list. So I'm going to do D-linemen on Friday. Tomorrow I'm doing my top 20 running backs with Steve Kim. That'll be fun again. We did our quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, we're going to do running backs tomorrow. Uh, Chase Sr. joins me later on in the show. Mr. Go joins me later on in the show. Um, so we got a we got a lineup today uh, for you guys. So uh, I'm gonna get into uh, I'm gonna get into some I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into a little coaching this morning. I'm gonna show you a little film of the Super Bowl. I got luxury of getting the Super Bowl. Um, I got the Super Bowl. I got it uploaded yesterday and appreciate uh, my main man at DV Sport for hooking it up. And I'm going to get into a little bit of the Super Bowl. So um, can't wait to do so. Can't wait for that. I'm going to get into it and uh, I'm going to show you a little film uh, here and and I'm going to show you the issues with the D-line pass rush and how it was negated by bad field, bad fucking field play. It was not good football. Just telling you right now, it wasn't very good. Um, so, you know, uh, 
it, it was pretty bad football. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Both teams had to play on it. Uh, the Eagles kind of, the Eagles kind of, the Eagles kind of took it and and, and 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 ran with it. I mean, let's be honest. They they said, "Hey, dog, there's no fucking excuses. We're in this game too. We're in this game just like you are, and you can't be mad at them. You can't knock them. They they played and they did their thing. And um, you know, I I'm gonna show particularly Kansas City on offense." Philly on defense, and we're going to see the footing issues. Um, We will see that. So, um, But apparently there's some technical difficulties going on with everything uh, this morning because the world is in poof the Magic Dragon status, and we're all fucked up. So I need about five minutes to get some shit figured out, and I'll be back um don't go anywhere i'm gonna get coffee i'm gonna talk to shane try to see if we can get him on um see if we can figure out uh all the guests and everything for today because we have it all planned out and then i will see you on the other side i don't believe patrick mahomes carried them down the field to win the game a fucking punt return a punt return with 65 yards homie they were down by 10 at halftime bro i'm tired of you disrespecting this guy he's got, no, a, he's got, got another mvp not gonna be talked about Hold on, the punt return didn't put him in field position. Hold on, though. Did the punt return put them down there or not? Oh, God. So a good special teams play. So they returned a touchdown on defense, too. Why aren't you talking about that? I did already. That's what I'm talking. That's even helping my case. What do you mean? It's away from Mahomes' greatness because he had guys step up. Wait up, dog. You played football like I did. So a fucking defensive touchdown doesn't help the quarterback? Of course it helps him, but that takes. I a know it helps him in a lot of different ways. Like I don't got to go the whole fucking team. That doesn't. That helps Mahomes. Exactly. Only, huh? Exactly. But how are you saying that's all Mahomes that scored those points? I didn't say it was. I said he led the comeback. I, he, he did, did the comeback though. The fucking he's defensive the touchdown did. What do you mean? He's the quarterback of the team that led the comeback. Yes. Look, is. this is this is what I'm gonna say about it. Quarterbacks fucking lead comebacks. You just don't like the guy, so you're just always fucking. I, I but that's not the, that's a fault. That is a, that is not correct either. I never said I never liked him. I all, I, I've only said I've liked Mahomes on this show. I just said, I don't believe he's what everyone says he is. And last yes, night, yes. prove it again. I don't want to hear about the you hobbled. You know, this hobbled ankle bullshit is a narrative. You play in the game, you stay in the game. I don't want to hear about your ankle. Jack Young, but play the broken he fucking did stay in the fucking game. He didn't leave. Exactly my point. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear the common denominator factor on Twitter that, hey, JB, he played and didn't miss a game. He or missed a play. That's no shit. That's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. What do you mean? He, a lot of people would not play hurt. He played hurt. I, I understand that. That's But I'm saying if you get into the game and decide to play, then you should stay. That's what he did. So, to me, that's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. Like, he's not doing something that. He led the comeback. That's what quarterbacks do. They lead comebacks. All right. So. So, so Tony led the comeback? Who? The guy who returned the fucking punt. He led the comeback? Or Kelsey led the comeback? 
What about Andrew Wiley? Can he even let the comeback? The punt return put him in his position to win the game. What do you mean? I'm just saying Mahomes led the fucking comeback as the quarterback, didn't well, he? Well, he's the quarterback. What do you mean? It, it well, that's what the fuck I'm saying. That's what I said eight motherfucking times. That so, he so led the comeback. And you so told me he did it. Punt. Well, did he or fucking didn't he? And no, no, he didn't. What do you mean? He's the quarterback. What do you mean? He it doesn't did, matter. He, did, he didn't lead a comeback yesterday. That's what you're telling me. Yes, he's the quarterback. Of course he's led the comeback. Cool. That's all I said. So, so if, if if you were the quarterback, you would have been the leader of the comeback too. Yes. Quarterbacks lead comebacks, quarterback. As you it know. Doesn't it doesn't so matter who you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. That's so what I'm saying. It doesn't matter who was there. The fact that that's what he did. Because of the punt return, though. <laughs> the punt return's in the fourth quarter. He started the comeback at halftime. Well, yeah, they were down 10 points. So, so they had a big play on special teams, and somehow that takes away from Mahomes' greatness and leading the comeback? What I mean, the where is the greatness at? He threw for 180 fucking yards, homie. Let's not yeah. act like he's throwing for 500 yards in Super Bowls, bro. No, you, he threw for 180 yards and three touchdowns under 15 yards. You're real, you're killing me. With Come on, man. You guys you are something no, you're, you have accepted me. Like, that's what it is, homie. He doesn't throw for 400 yards and eight touchdowns and no fuck-ups, and he's a fuck. No, he doesn't. I don't need. I don't think you need to throw for 400 yards, but goddamn, homie, can we can we see some real quarterback play? Right fucking back at you. Goddamn, can you respect any greatness fucking ever, or are you just the ultimate fucking hater? It ain't, how is it hate if it's true? Bro, it's not true. Yeah, a, how is it true? How is it hate? another comeback. Another, We're going to see. Another MVP. You're wrong, bro. Dog, he's, he's of course he is. Who else is going to get it? We're in the fucking mediocre. The quarterback play in the NFL is fucking atrocious. Oh, my Period. God. Period. So, so Jalen Hurst didn't ball the fuck out last night? Yeah, he balled three rushing touchdowns. He throws for 300 yards. deal how he scores. Okay, he. I just said three rushing touchdowns, 300 yards. I said he balled out. Yeah, so, again, who cares how he scored? It, it's a good thing. I, I didn't say that. I just said I'm giving you the stat line. I just said he balled out. He threw 300 yards and he ran for three three touchdowns. And nothing last night looked mediocre other than the refs. Everything was on par. Both coaching staffs balled the fuck out. Both fucking, both. Uh, other, right. than pass yeah. let's, let's, other than pass rushing, both defenses held on to their ass pretty much the whole game. That's it. Everybody else balled. Yeah, I love it. I love getting into it, Matt. Uh, Matt brings the... Real. Um, if you don't like that and you can't handle it, uh, I want to show you this Kelsey deal. I want to get some feel good going on. I love you, man. How about this? Huh? I had the week of your life. I had the year of my life. How about this? Huh? I already saw a tram. I'm looking for my parents. I don't know if they're down here yet. Congrats, Great day, brother. Hell yeah. of a season. Thank you. We'll see you, you back here next year. How about that? Hey, man. Good job. Let's celebrate the trail. Okay.
Go celebrate with Trav. Love to hear it from Jason. Um, hey, that is a, a, a hell of a moment for a mom. Bree, what side you take it? That's why she had to wear the shirt, the jersey or the jacket that had both jerseys on it. Um, hey, Mustang 760. I was just getting into that topic. Uh, you notice though, everything you do is now filmed. You wiping your ass. You may be getting filmed wiping your ass, people. So be careful out here. Every fucking thing is filmed. Now, both of those guys were mic'd up. Both of them were, it was predetermined who was mic'd up in the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. I get all that. But the camera and the 4K and the 8K and the fucking Ultra HD and the cameras are fucking unbelievable. Every single where we go, everything's being filmed. Everything. Exactly. Ask Dana White. Ask all these fucking shitbirds who are hitting women. Ask them motherfuckers. They'll tell you. Um, the made-up humans, though, we got to get this under control because I, I agree with the Hodge twins, who I didn't even know about. They followed me on Twitter. I hit them up. We're talking about going on his show and, and, and vice versa. I'm trying to get those guys on mine, and I'll go on theirs. I never heard about them, really. You know, I got a bunch of, I grew up with all brothers. Most of my friends don't like them, you know, similar to Whitlock. Most of my friends don't like Whitlock. Um, the mature older brothers is who actually at least will listen to Whitlock. You know, the younger cats that are in the media who I'm good. I'm a friend. I'm good friends with Matt Barnes. I'm cool with Matt Barnes and shit. Um, uh, but Matt hates them. They got beef. Uh, Whitlock don't like a lot of cats that are in the media who he calls woke. Uh, I don't get into the politics side. I know who I hang out with and who I grew up with. Uh, I'm always going to be cool and loyal to those guys, but I can also tell them they're wrong in certain things and they can debate it with me. And it's barbershop banter dog at my house. I mean, it was a barbershop banter. It was a very, very loud, aggressive cigar lounge at my house Sunday. A lot of you may not have been able to handle it. <laughs> and and it was what it was. Steve Kim was there. Steve Kim got, got to see some of my hood homeboys that I grew up with came to the house. And and, and, and it was great conversation, dog. It was great conversation. You know, you ain't, we weren't going to fight nobody. It was great banter. Conversation was real. It was turned up. It was barbershop banter, smoking cigars, drinking, watching the game. From LeBron and Kobe, which is an all-time, everybody's going to talk about that in the barbershop. And you're always going to talk about LeBron and Kobe and Jordan, right? That's got to be the top three barbershop banters in the world. Um, So we, we know that has got to be the top three barbershops uh, discussions. And then you got, and then you're always going to have like the, the, the most relative shit, Super Bowl, NBA Finals, whatever that's going to be. So we were talking about all that shit during the game, and it wasn't no real shit. I had homeboys here that, that, that don't agree with Steve Kim. They talked. It was good talk. Shit. We got heated. We got loud. We got, dog, at the end of the day, shook hands and, and, and chilled. 
I think that's what everyone needs now. Everybody needs that shit. Everybody needs some barbershop banter. Everyone's so fucking sensitive. All you guys are get butt hurt now over fucking anything. You cry over spilled milk every single day. You can't handle any type of adversity. Everything is a fucking, every single thing you do is gotta be this way or you're out. Like, I've never seen nothing like it. Like, dog, Matt has changed my decisions on certain things throughout the six months he's been on the show. I have changed his thoughts on things. Sean Salisbury has changed some things I think about. I've changed things that he's thought about. Steve Kim, both ways on that. Chase Sr. Like, dog, you can see it. If you guys are avid watchers of this show, you can see that certain things have transpired through discussion on this show with people that have actually changed and said, you know what? Uh, I might be leaning your way on the transfer portal. I might be leaning your, leaning your way on how these kids are. I might be leaning your way. I mean, dog, it, it, it ain't an ego thing. It ain't a bigger dick contest. It's a fucking real thing. Like, dog, admit it. Like, we got to admit some shit sometimes. I'll admit it. I'm not going to apologize for it, but I will admit if I'm wrong. I will admit uh, that something's been altered in my thought process. I believe in you. Hey, dog, man, I try, I think you're right. I think there might be some conspiracies in the referees now. That's been Matt's push. He played in it. He said he saw it up close. And I'm starting to see the games, and I saw how they played out towards the end of the playoffs and the end of the season, and I'm like, damn, dog. When the referee came off the northern sideline in that one game and 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 gave him a fourth and a fifth down in essence uh, in the Bengals Chiefs game, I mean we can argue, dog. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird. And then we don't have full time refs. And then the betting is getting larger and the betting is the money's getting bigger. Hey, it could be, it could be something in there. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. See, see, back in my day, you didn't even have to have good friends to agree to disagree. You, you just had to be real. <laughs> That's the problem. See, it's not even about having real, true friends no more. Because I don't believe... See, Matthew M. in the show... I don't know if I agree to that because I don't know if there's such things as true friends. I don't know if there is a real true friend in this world. I think everyone is. I think everyone can be bought. I think everyone can will change their the narrative about you. I don't care if you've known them 30 years or 30 days. I think somebody can be bought and totally change the narrative and totally fuck you. And you'll be shocked at, damn, my boy fucked me. I got backstabbed. I'm not stabbed. I'm not back. I'm not shocked at getting backstabbed. I've been backstabbed my whole life. I'm shocked at who's holding the knife when I turn around. So 
the whole true friends can argue and, and, and all that, I don't know if I agree to that because I also know this scenario, Matthew M. We're boys. We get into a heated argument. One person feels a certain type of way. He don't feel the argument went his way. The homie's in the room clowning him. Guess what? Now that cat's vindictive. Now that cat has actual beef with you now, contrary to your belief. And you've known this motherfucker 30 years. I've been in that room too. <laughs> so let that shit sit in. Let that shit sit in. Um, so that's just that's just real talk. Um, so you know. Um, you got to understand, don't get shocked at getting stabbed in the back. Don't even be shocked to see who's holding the knife anymore, dog. It is what it is. These cats, we got some, we got some cats out here, man, that, that, uh, we got cats out here that just, are just soft-minded, weak-minded, and will throw you under the bus, dog, in a New York minute. That just is what it is. Come on, Brian. You know what? Brian Martinez in the chat. I was thinking about this the other day, Brian. Um, Brian has been blocked on this in this chat. I think he got blocked in this chat um, a while back. He got blocked in here. He got... He came back, didn't give a fuck, and has still been a loyal member. Dog, there's not a lot of cats that can say that in this world no more. He don't give a fuck. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not sensitive. He might have stole five of my books. I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know what? He has been here and and, uh, and and been loyal regardless. Like, that. you don't see that no more. I don't know if I would have done that to a 30-year friend if he would have came back in here. I'm being honest. I don't have no 30-year-old friends in my chat. Let that sit in. I don't have none of my homeboys in this chat right now. Let that sink in. I don't have any of my boys I grew up with who were just at my house in this chat every day. Let that sink in. But cats don't want to talk about that. I don't have 30-year-old homeboys that I grew up with buying my whiskey, vodka, and cigars. They buy Ciroc. They'll buy Maker's Mark. They'll go buy a shitty-ass stick that they don't even know about. That's just real talk. But nobody wants to talk about it because they get cats get sensitive. Cats get butt hurt. Cats can't handle the truth. I'm just keeping it real. Like people don't want to discuss those things, dog. Cats don't want to talk about that shit. Like, like how cats don't want to talk about this shit. Like, have a look at this shit. Straight men must date trans women to combat hate. 
man, what is wrong with us? I don't know what's wrong with us. Like, what is wrong with this shit right here? Come on, man. What is really going on? I got to read this again, though. Straight men must date trans women to combat hate. I'm going to have Brandon Lang on here and ask him if that's true. Because Brandon Lang, you know, he fucks with you a lot in this transgender shit. Um, I mean, that is the ultimate fucking... Let me let everyone know this is where the world is headed. That is what that is right there. That is what that is right there. Actually, Bruce Jenner actually doesn't believe that. Bruce Jenner believes you should do whatever you want. And he does not believe that these made-up humans should be swimming against women, should be playing against women, should be competing against women, should be fighting women. Um... So I actually give that made-up human credit. It makes me cringe, as you all say. I cringe when I see my, when I see an American Idol, when I was growing up, who was on the cover of Wheaties, Bruce Jenner, now in made-up human form. That shit makes me cringe. I got to be real. That shit makes me absolutely cringe. So, you know, uh, that's just honest. I I don't know. Uh, You know. Yeah, made up humans, Boston Celtics, that's what they are. If you're not a member, be subscribed, join today. $1.99, dog. I need more members. You guys become a member. Um, we got to get back to doing some trivia. I got a few things in the works, man, I can't talk about right now. So if it, if it goes down, then you know, you'll be the first to know about it. Um, but I need more members. So if you guys aren't a member, become one today. Best $1.99 you can spend. You're going to go spend $8.99 at the fucking... Starbucks drive through later. So, um, you know, go check it out. If you don't know who my boy Mr. Go is, do you know who Mr. Go is? Right? Take a look at Davis, that quarterback. He reads right to left like a manga. All right, and he throws it outside late like a block party. Interception. Take a look at the running back, wide open in the flats. I should have put Quavo at quarterback. He would have went to Elliott. All right, game's tied. Right? We in the red zone. And take a look at Davis. Oh my God, I'm scared. The moment's too big. These boys playing hard. I'm softer than Lil Wayne's leather. I'm the opposite of Virginia, cause my wealth ain't common, even though I'm about as reliable as a McDonald's ice cream machine. So I piss down my leg, put it on CD like an album in the early 2000s, and it gets picked off like Lynn. Brennan's a good dude. He actually moved out here to Southern California um, from the East Coast, Baltimore. Um, He'll be on the show uh, later on today, this morning. He's going to be on. Always good to hear from my man, Brendan, who's making a killing on social media. Um, join on a computer, Justin. 
you got to join on a computer, I guess, or turn your cell phone into a desktop mode. That's what you have to do on Safari. There's an option. Turn it to desktop mode. That is what I've been told. I can't tell you how to join. I don't fucking know. But 500 members are, are in here. So, like, they get it. So, I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, yeah, dog. It's it's funny. Um, Brennan's funny. Chase Senior's going to come on. We're going to talk about the Eagles and the, uh, the 10 unrestricted free agents. What do you do with Jalen Hurts? Um, before he jumps on here, he's going to jump on here in a minute. Um... I wanted to get into some, uh, I want to show you guys some, some film. Um, I want to show you a little bit of film because, you know, I got the fucking Super Bowl film now. So I'm we're going to break into it later on the dot today. Um, you know, Sean Salisbury and I are going to break into it later on today. So I can't wait for that one. Um, let me, let me get this film in here. Full go. Let me break this down. Let me get rid of this. Let me get rid of this. Man, the film is so lovely. All right. So you can see me, um, Kansas city, the Eagles already went down and scored seven, nothing. And, and here we go. Uh, we, we got the Chiefs' first possession. Um, it looks like, you know, this could be a boat race. It looks like uh, looks like the Eagles' defense coming out okay. This is what I want you to watch, though. I want you to watch Fletcher Cox, okay? I want you to watch Fletcher Cox right here in yellow. I want you to see him get his helmet taken off. And then that offensive line is, is battling. Um and then he gets his helmet taken off, and then he kind of cries like a little bitch. And I got to be honest, that's the guy right there, right? That's the guy right there that dressed in a fucking Aretha Franklin. Look at that shit, dog. You know what this means right here? I want you to see this. Bam. I don't know if you know as a football coach, that interaction right there set the fucking tone set the fucking tone for the game i want you to realize that that shit set the tone for the rest of this football game up front but nobody wants to talk about that play dictating the rest of the game that play right there told them we ain't fucking giving a shit about your 78 sacks so i want to be clear the traction on the field combated with the nastiness of the Chiefs saying, fuck you, we're here to stay. That is a big part of this thing. And I want you to, I wanted to point that out. Now, it is very hard. See, this is one thing I don't like. Two-point stances in the NFL DNs tell us on offensive line, as it tells our O-line that, listen, there's nobody else out here on the edge. So I want you to be clear. I want to be clear here. There's nobody sitting here on the edge. There's no one out here. If there was another person out here, like this guy walks down, this guy comes down. Now the guy circled in yellow. I'm going to put him in blue. Number seven here. 
he can now give me a two-way go. He can go inside. He can go up the field. He can do some different things, right? And now we have certain things. But when you're a two-point stance, we know you're just speed rushing off the edge. It is not very difficult in the NFL to scheme somebody if I'm just getting straight up speed rush and no two-way go. If this guy were to put his hand in the dirt like he is, and he is, now I have a lower sense of pad level. I can give you two-way goes. I can be more violent with my hands. To me, the Chiefs with the first play with Fletcher Cox and these two scenarios I'm discussing helped the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid scheme them and pass set them all game long because they had no worries. Look at the depth of these linebackers, people. Why are they so deep? If I'm Andy Reid, I know that I'm only going to get a four-man go, maybe a five. I got six to block. So we never had any issues blocking the front because of the stagnant looks here on defense. I want to point that out as a coach to everybody out there listening. So all we're getting is pass rush up the field. Then Patrick Mahomes can sit in the pocket, no collapsing, no look at the natural double teams by the Chiefs offensive guard and center on Fletcher Cox, who looks like he's coming off softer than a motherfucking pillow wearing a blouse. And you have a, see, look at number seven. What I say he was going to do. He's in a two-point stance. This offensive tackle knows he's just going to go upfield. This isn't a hard pass protection, fellas. It's not hard pass protection. So I want to point this out. A great team that had 78 sacks is in two-point stances. And now five yards deep at linebacker. This offensive line group right here, they know that this is a five-man go. I don't wor- we're not worried about shit. Let's just run our pass protection. We'll double this fucking Fletcher Cox because there's no fifth linebacker coming. And we'll give Mahomes all day to throw. And that is what you see. That is what you see in this game. And it, 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 I thought it was a very, very bad job by the defensive coordinator. And I'm just going to be honest. This defensive line looks tired. They look sluggish. They look like they were better than you, predetermined. And they came out and got their ass whooped. And I got to be real with you. This front right here makes zero sense. We know here he is creeped down. We know that this guy right here is a corner who might come. But guess what? They dropped seven. They dropped their defensive end. And they put Fletcher Cox in a two-eye. And that tells me now they're in the reduction front. That means they bumped all these linemen over because they're going to bring the corner. And now you drop seven into the field. And guess what? It doesn't do anything. The Kansas City Chiefs have more um, have more. More bodies than you. Like it's not a hard protection. And and then Andy Reid called it perfectly, and they, they turn it back. So what turn back protection is? So everybody knows turn back means everybody goes starts here and they turn it back this way. So they turn the protection back 
so that the quarterback can sprint out right. And look, he has all fucking edge. There's not a worry out here. Why the fuck would you drop your best pass rusher and make him defend space? Why the fuck are you dropping the defensive end? Why are you doing this? Like, what in the fuck are you doing, Eagles? To me, it was a bad design. It was a bad fucking play. So you got you got you got this cat in a two-eye reduction, four-eye edge rush, and you put your other D tackle in a three technique, or excuse me, in a four-eye technique, who's now waiting on this guy to rush, but he doesn't. He drops. And we're turning the protection back. That means we're going this way with the protection. Everyone's going this way. So we can block everybody over here. And now it leaves this guy in a real bad position. And now we have 83 who was sitting there to block too. And we got so much edge. It's a great design by Andy Reid in the offensive line. It's horrible design on the Eagles defense and coordinator who just got a head coaching job to coach a mental midget on offense named Kyler Murray. Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how Eric Bieniemy is not in a room right now coaching Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson because I'm confused as to how these guys continue to get jobs over guys that have winning Super Bowls. I'm confused. They had the Eagles. I'm just going to be honest, man. They had the Eagles so lost. All right. They had the Eagles so lost in this game. So let me give you a little. We're not going to we're not going to watch too much film because this isn't the show for film. But we're going to motion this guy around across the formation. That gets man declaration. That declared that this defense is in man. Why? Because this guy is in motion with him. He goes in motion with him. See that? See that? He's following him. See this? He's following him. We're in man. See that? See they meet at the triangle? That's man. So Andy Reid knows that. And now guess what? We now have an extra hat to the defensive party. We now have an extra hat because we lose this guy in man. And now... We have alley action. We are outnumbering your defense. We are gas city in you by design. And your young D coordinator who just got a head job got taken to school today by a master X and O play caller and Andy Reid. And the Eagles had no fucking clue how to stop it. Andy Reid took the fucking 49ers number one defense at the time to school. He took the Eagles number one defense at the time to school. And when you're that good on offense as a play caller, as Andy Reid is, you negate the strengths of defenses, just like I told you he would during my show last week. I said, Andy Reid, if anybody will find the strengths and use them against you. He used the strengths of the Philadelphia defense against him. And this is what happened um, in this Super Bowl. They got outmanned, outnumbered, and did not know where the fucking light was going to hit them in the face next. 
And that's what Andy Reid did. And I just, I, I, I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was just a, a supreme uh, job um, with play calling. And, and, and you know, now, and now, just so you know, real quick, now we know they're in man of some sort, and we're in one high, right? So we know they're in some type of man free look. Guess what they do? They swing the back out. Common knowledge. So we know we're in man. We're going to get some man looks here. So when we did that, Patrick Mahomes' new declaration had been posted. So look, man, he's chasing. We're in man. And guess what happens? We got fucking a scrub on Travis Kelsey running a wheel route in man. And you are shit out of luck. By the way, Travis Kelsey, watch him slip right here. Look at him slip right here. The field was shitty all week long, all day long, and it happened for both teams. We cannot use slipping as an excuse, but I will tell you that D-line sure isn't coming out the ball like they have all year because of the field. So just throwing that out there to everybody. Just throwing that out there, dog. I just want to throw that out there to everybody. Um. Um, I got it on a little screen here. Looks like I'm big time right now. Here's another screen. Set up screen. Uh, this is just some things. We're gonna get into it with Chase Senior. He'll he'll be joining me. Um, and I'll and I'll and I'll talk to Chase about it. I'm gonna talk to Chase about it. But a lot of things to point out there that Sean and I are gonna break down later on tonight. We're gonna break down both teams. Um, we're going to break down both teams. So um, Chase Sr. will join me here in about five, ten minutes. Uh, we're going to ask him about what they do in the offseason. Um, and then we'll show some more film later on. Um, and then we'll show it tonight on Last Chance Q. If you're not a member of Last Chance Q, make sure you become one because we will break it down. Let me ask you guys this. Bree, where are you guys at? I got to ask you something, Bree. Uh, Lucy. Listen to this shit right here. Listen to this. Men, if DNA confirms the baby is not yours, it doesn't change the fact that you must take responsibility of the baby. Women go through a lot in marriages, and women deserve better. Hey, Bree, what's going on with the young generation of women and men? What's going on with the young generation of humans, mammals, people that breathe oxygen? And I'm very confused as to what the fuck's going on. Who the fuck told this broad that this was okay? So, uh, come on, man. So, I'm fucking with you. And find out you're pregnant. And then I find out you fucking everybody and the baby ain't mine. Well, first of all, you fucking idiot. Whoever is fucking the girl and has not put on a rubber and finds out that the girl's pregnant and it's not your baby, 
you do understand she's fucking everyone without a rubber. And she is getting out there just like you are getting out there. Let's make no mistake about it. Let's not call her a hoe when us men are out here fucking everything too. Come on now. Let's keep it 100. So let's not, let's call yourself a hoe and let's call everybody a hoe. If we're just going to point out women, women get the bad rap of being labeled hoes and whores and slut and all this. Well, you know, men are the biggest sluts there are. So let's keep it 100. Now, having said that, let's be honest here. Um, you should feel dumb as a motherfucker, dog. You got to feel dumb as a rock if your ass found out that the girl you thought you were laying up with was loyal and now she's prego and it's not your baby and then she tells you you need to still watch out and and raise this baby and if you do that <laughs> oh my god you can't turn a hoe into a housewife and you can't turn a sucker into a motherfucker just so we're clear holy shit i would buy you a bag of blow pops my friend Cause you are a sucker motherfucker. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, hey, RKB. Thanks a lot for the update, but I, I got something to tell you. Uh, we're already monitored, my friend. I don't believe it. Get, I don't know if you realize that or not. These right here are monitored. They don't need your bank account to monitor you, dog. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. We've been monitored. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. If you don't think they know where you are, sorry, they do. They don't need your fucking bank account information. I don't want, I'm tired of hearing about the cash. Go get some cash out and hide that shit in the safe. What the fuck's that going to do if they don't take cash at the fucking store? What the fuck is cash going to do if they don't take it? Like, I, I'm trying to figure this out. People keep hitting me with this shit. Hey, uh, you know, they're going to make everything uh, electronic. So you got to have a debit card and then and you can't carry cash no more. So why the fuck would you take your cash out the bank and keep it? Are you just telling me they're going to fucking start a war with civil war and take all your money and then you only get to use certain amounts of money? If they do that, then we're going to have a civil war. So just shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah. Single parent. Shout out to single parents in the house. Uh, much love to you. I know how it is. I know what it is. I know what it's like. It is what it is. Got to keep going. Um Got to keep grinding. Nobody cares, by the way. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit about anything. So don't feel like you need to cry and post it on social media. There's no, I don't, I don't know if I have a bigger pet peeve in the world. I don't know when I, if I have a bigger pet peeve in this world, then when a man or a woman posts 
something on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. And it says, send me prayers. My life is in shambles. I'm going through it today. My baby daddy left and left me alone with my kid. And I don't have any money for bread. Can you cash at me? I, I I just wish I wish I had the balls and the audacity to ask people I've never seen and met in my life for a handout of such mass proportion and tell me how fucked up your life is. I wish I had the balls to do so. I I, I have secondhand embarrassment when I see these things being posted. Cash at me. Um, Venmo me. That's it though. Nothing else. They don't even know you. They don't know you. Just send out, they just send messages out on their normal feed, on their timeline, cash at me. Like, this is what we've become. I did a whole show on this topic a couple years ago or last year. This is what we've literally became. We've become Hand, gimme, 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 hand out, hand out, hand out. This is what we've become in this world. Come on, dog. Let's keep it real. We expect you to hand shit out. Brian, did you say what about for your birthday? Do you see that's a generational thing, homie? If you really ask people for your birth for people, do you really ask people on social media to break you off for your birthday? By the way, my birthday is Tuesday, the 21st. So drop me some cheese on um, on a super chat. Thanks. So do you guys really? <laughs> dog, I, dog, you got to be shitting me. Do you, could you imagine? Listen, the super chat shit is cool, man. Chase Sr. does it. I get it. It's a cool deal. You, you got to give to get something, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I want to be compensated for doing this show five days a week at six in the morning on the West Coast. So I, I, I ask for views and likes and fucking make sure you put it out there on social media. But besides $1.99 membership, what money do I ever ask anyone? Have you ever seen me ask for money? My birthday is on the 21st, a week from Valentine's Day. See, Bree, my birthday is way far apart. It's like President's Day, Washington or something. Should I do a Super Chat birthday show so you guys can all pay me $20? That's the poll question. See, a lot of you guys would be like, fuck it, yeah, hell yeah, coach. I I cringe at that. I, I just don't, I can't do that. I wasn't raised that way. I just, I can't do that. I I don't. Joe Accord has almost spent $1,000 on super chats or donating or, or, or giving money to the cause. Much love to Joe. And I appreciate that. But I told Bree, send me your Venmo because Joe Accord dropped her 30 bucks. I'm going to send her 30 bucks. She didn't drop her Venmo in the chat. She dropped it on the Discord or sent it to me privately. I, I'm going to look. I'm going to find out. 
But, dog, I think it is a generational thing, B-Mart. I truly do. I think that is a real generational thing. That's just me. Like, I don't know. Like, if someone, I donate all the time. I'll donate, but I'm not going to be asked to donate. If you ask me to donate, I would never donate. That's just me, being honest. I'll ask somebody to donate for somebody. Like, if Chase comes in, I would love for you guys to drop some Super Chats for him. Because I don't pay Chase. So I would pay him through the Super Chat. So, having said that, I would never pay you if you asked me. Like, I got these 20-year-old home, so-called homeless kids coming up to me. At 7-Eleven... At the mini mart, you guys like to call them in the East Coast, in the Midwest, at fucking the supermarket, whatever you guys call them. Walmart. These are 22-year-old kids. You know what I tell them? Fuck no. Motherfucker, go get you a job. Just like that, too. I tell them just like that, too. And I'll holler at them just like that, too, on some real shit and say, what the fuck you doing, homie? You're 22 years old and you're out here panhandling motherfuckers for money? How about you go get a job? How about you go get a fucking job? Fucking joking me? 22 years old. Who the fuck is allowing you to continue on this path? Everyone. Everyone. Because none of you have the balls to tell them like I tell them. Fuck no. Go get a fucking job. That's exactly what I tell them. And I wish I would film it, but I don't. I'm not going to film that. I filmed one thing one time. It was a bum that was fucking 30 years old who looked as healthy as fuck, who wanted a hamburger, and I was fucked up. And I said, I'm fucking filming this dude in Compton a year and a half ago or something. The motherfucker wanted a hamburger, and I bought him some burgers, and he still wanted money. And then he asked me to Venmo him. Remember that video I dropped? And I'm like, you're asking to me to Venmo you. That means you have a cell phone. Goddamn, broke has changed, bro. I'm going to tell you, broke has changed. My broke and your broke, whoo, completely different broke. <laughs> I wish I was broke and had a cell phone and you could Venmo me and I was homeless. Makes sense. The world is different. I'm going to tell you right now. The world has changed, dog. The world has fucking changed. Um, True or false? I'm going to ask Chase Sr. The NFL, do they ban quarterback sneaks this offseason? The way that the quarterback sneak is being used, do you ban it? Um, I'm, I'm asking that question to Chase when he jumps on. Um, do you ban this quarterback sneak? I want to know. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Richard Sherman. I'm gonna try to get him on the show. I don't know if you've heard Richard Sherman come out and talk about the QB sneak, but I agree. I agree with Richard on the fact that. You got to listen to Richard Sherman and his ideology because I agree with Richard. And I agree that if we're going to change the game and allow all these. By the way, that is completely full on aiding and abetting. (laughs) 
That is aiding and abetting in its purest form. All right? I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, Chase Sr. is jumping in on, with me. I appreciate him uh, coming on in on this Work Boot Wednesday. He's had a hell of a week. He was at Super Bowl Radio Row, and now he comes and joins us today to give us a little bit of feedback. Chase, what up, man? What's good, JB? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I appreciate you joining me. Um, I had Shane Graham on earlier. He didn't show. I have yet to talk to him. I hope the aliens, the Russians, the Chinese, or the Ohio outbreak of chemical didn't fuck with him. He is in Michigan, not too far away. Uh, what's going on in America, man? Fuck. Some weird stuff, honestly. I mean, we should have shot down the balloon right away, but we let it hover across our entire nation for several days. And now you're seeing all these weird chemical explosions. Is the end coming? Time to embrace those conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, I, got, I was talking to my boy last night. I'm like, you know, sometimes, you know, you hear 2012, the Mayan calendar, all this shit. And, you know, and I am whatever. Nothing's ever... We haven't heard about 2023, nothing about it at all. And that'll, this will be the fucking year, right? Like, this this will be the year. Like, you and I will break through the YouTube uh, uh, algorithm and we'll blow up. We'll get, like, a $2 million deposit and the next day we'll be fucking gone. I'll be pissed. Yeah, we see that cash into the bank account. We're like, we finally made it for 24 hours and then we're cooked. I don't know, man. It's a lot of funny shit. I haven't seen an address by the president about the Ohio incident. I know uh, Zach Smith's out there, and we've talked privately, and he's like, dude, it's fucked up. He's like, the, if, if this, the Ohio River, I know for a fact, is I think it's like 10% of the U.S. drinking water. Um, it, is, it is, you know, basically um, responsible for 10% of Americans' drinking water. And then you got... I think it leads to the Mississippi. If the Mississippi gets caught up with it, I don't know what's happened. We got some issues. That feeds the whole fucking north and south corridor. And then you got uh, Phoenix or uh, Tucson yesterday. There was a chemical spill. And then Houston, another train derailment. I haven't heard about any of this. If it wasn't for social media and people posting it and, 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 and the traction getting out there. And then Russia... Has a chemical plant blow up yesterday? Like, what the fuck? How could chemical plants and trucks and trains, I just all of a sudden just go up to shit? Yeah, it's odd. Look, you know, I'm here at Chat Sports now, and I'm blessed to be here. I love my job. I love being able to hop on with you every week. But prior to me being here, I did work as a news reporter for one of the most watched local news stations in the country, and I had to get out of there. It was a bad time to be in the news industry while also covering sports, and there were some advantages to it. Covered Penn State football, covered some professional sports as well, but there is clearly an agenda in the mainstream media, and they kind of want to talk about the stories that they want to talk about. I was a part of a lot of these meetings where I would pitch stories and I would get shut down on these stories because there's this saying in the news business, if it bleeds, it leads. So they want to draw that attention. They want the clicks. Unfortunately, that's become the business aspect of news media. And I started realizing this at the start of COVID during all those protests. And I had to get out of there because the negativity every single day, it's just too much. And I'm a guy who likes to be positive and maximize my life every single day. And that's why I got out of that industry. But I'm telling you, it's real. There's an agenda out there. And you can't always trust what the mainstream media has to say because 
They're talking about what they want to talk about. And oftentimes they're going to exaggerate a lot of those talking points. So it's not a conspiracy theory if it's coming from somebody who worked in that business. Man, this Ohio River goes all the way to upper Pennsylvania, to the bottom of Tennessee, basically, Kentucky, Alabama, Arkansas. It feeds like a big time portion of the country. And yeah, look. This is this is my advice to everybody. And, you know, my mom passed away from cancer in 2018. So unfortunately, it took one of those events for me to change my outlook on life. But this is what you have to do. And coronavirus taught us this as well. Prioritize your health and wellness. Take control of your own health. Eat well. Take vitamins. Boost your immune system. Work out because all of these things are proven to keep you healthy. Don't eat like shit. You don't have to always rely on medicine. You can, can you can take control of your own life. So that's my that's my advice to people out there. That's what I've done. It's working out for me. No, no doubt. And uh, and then you take my advice and you know fucking smoke cigars, drink whiskey, and let the ducks fucking fall where they may. There's uh, nothing wrong with that either. Hey, I want to show you this real quick though. Uh, I'm gonna have to share it on my screen because um, let me see here. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Watch, look, I want you to look at this video right here. All right, this picture real quick. Do you know who this guy is? Uh, looks familiar. Oh, he's the guy who manages the turf, and he happens to be a Chiefs fan. And what happened? I think on about 38% of the Eagles' pass rushes, they were slipping. <laughs> I know about it. Hey, I just watched some film. Uh... I'm going to break it down with Sean Salisbury later on. You know, it's funny and shit. I mean, you know, both teams have to play in it. I mean, I just showed Kelsey catch a touchdown where he slips. I mean, but people don't realize what it does to a pass rush. Oh, completely it, it neutralized the Eagles pass rush. It yeah. changes the game and it changes pass rush. Uh, definitely does. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, Getting out of the, the negative, and let's get into some football. Um, the Eagles, you know, favorites by many. The, the line kept changing. Um, I just broke down some film that uh, you're, you're welcome to have if you want to use it. But Andy Reid superiorly dominated the chess match um, between him and the D coordinator. The D coordinator was out prepared, um, to say the least. And he just, I'm just going to tell you right now. That is wisdom and experience um, that that beat that young D coordinator who who obviously just got the head job to coach Kyler Murray, which to me blows my mind. But anyway, that's a whole nother discussion here in a minute. Uh, it clearly was a was a mat, was this mismatch as far as coaching. Um, having said that, the pass rush being negated with the field plus the stances of the D-line and the Philadelphia Eagles being in two-point stances kind of dictated to the Chiefs offensive line and Andy Reid. We know what you're doing. You're a one-way guy. You're either speed rushing me or dropping out because you're in two-point stances. And we took full advantage of that. We turned it back. We sprinted out for protection a lot. We, we used the, the nub tight ends. We did a lot of things, and you didn't really bring no pressure, uh, Chase. The Eagles brought no pressure from what I'm watching, and it was an easy-picking game for the for the Chiefs to just sit there and basically say, fuck it, you're not, you're not doing 
nothing to us that we have to worry about changing our protection. And I think it fell into the hands of Andy Reid, and he took full advantage of motioning guys to, to, to declare man coverage by the Eagles, and he took advantage of that in the run game, in the screen game, and with Kelsey one-on-one once he declared what coverage you were in as a coordinator. Um, do you see it that way, or do you see a completely different part of this game? No, I agree with you, and let me just cook real quick. First of all, got to give credit where credit is due because this Kansas City Chiefs offensive line probably played its best game of the entire season. They were really, really good in this matchup, and the key that I talked about all week, I talked about it with you, I talked about it on my show, Philadelphia Eagles now, in order for the Eagles to have a chance of taking down Patrick Mahomes, they have to get a consistent pass rush because in the previous two Super Bowls, what has happened? Two years ago, Joe Burrow sacked the most amount of times in Super Bowl history. The year before that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers generated the most quarterback pressures on Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl history. So for Philadelphia to not have a single sack was a huge part of this football game. Now, does the field have something to do with the Eagles' pass rushers, which do rely on speed and power, impact the Eagles' pass rush? Yes, a little bit, because even on that power rush, Guys were slipping all throughout the day. And yes, the Chiefs had to play on the same surface. But the Philadelphia Eagles don't have Patrick Mahomes, right? So that's why it was so paramount for the Eagles to get that pass rush. And the Chiefs offensive line did play very, very well. And then to the chess match between Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, and Andy Reid, we clearly saw that in the second half, the Chiefs, with a 30-minute halftime, oftentimes it's 15 minutes, were able to make some of those necessary adjustments. And because of that, Andy Reid and that offense, they were cooking, and this Eagles defense was reeling. Now, I love what the Eagles did in the first half because they maintained control of that line of scrimmage. They dominated time of possession. They hit the Chiefs with a couple of pop plays, and because of that, the Chiefs' offense was on the sideline. But after halftime, when those adjustments started to take place for the Chiefs, both offensively and defensively, they were able to mount that comeback, and they were able to come back and outscore the Eagles in that second half by a margin of 24-11. to 11. And you look at what the Eagles did in the first half. On offense, three touchdowns and six possessions. The Eagles' defense gave up one touchdown in four possessions. In the second half, the Eagles' offense, one touchdown in three possessions. Eagles' defense, three touchdowns allowed in four possessions. And Patrick Mahomes had one incompletion in the final 30 minutes as this Eagles defense wasn't able to come through with an answer. So, yes, uh, Andy Reid did a great job. The Eagles were confused by a lot of that pre-snap motion. That's what happened on the Sky Moore touchdown. That's what happened on the Kadarius Toney touchdown. And, you know, look, there are other reasons why the Eagles lost this football game. You can't give up a scoop and score for a touchdown, and you can't give up the longest punt return in the history of the Super Bowl. So all those are reasons as to why the Eagles lost this game, and then you couple that and you add that on top of the fact that I don't think that that holding call should have been called late in the game because those types of holding calls were not called up until that point, and we decided the end of the Super Bowl on a penalty, which I think is an absolute disgrace, but the Eagles shot themselves in the foot before that. But I would have loved to have seen what Jalen Hurts could have done down by three with about 90 seconds and two timeouts left. Did I lose you, JB? I may have lost JB, so I can continue to cook a little bit here. 
Um, if he's not back, let me see if he's texting. There me. you go. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Did uh, you hear me? Uh, that's sweet. StreamYard, sweet. It saves the day. You can take over the show. That's why I got to fucking get I was about money. to, yeah. I got to fucking get some money and pay you big money. Um, <laughs> hey, so I was listening to you the whole time, and then it just fro- it locked me out. I have no idea what happened. But uh, so the the fill the side all these different things and then i know you gave credit to where credits do with andy reed and the play calling and etc um transitioning from that i didn't get to hear the end of what you said but we'll get back to it real quick i, I want to ask you the defensive coordinator who clearly got out experience in my opinion i'm not going to even say out coach i'm going to say out experience because he clearly had the better roster on defense um he got the job in arizona over eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy also got passed by by Todd Munkin, George offensive coordinator, goes to Baltimore. Uh, Andy Reid was clearly pushing for Eric Bieniemy to get the job somewhere because he knows he needs to get him out of there. I have a reliable source that Eric Bieniemy will be out of there as a coordinator. Um, I thought Baltimore was a horrible fit for Eric. I'm glad that that kind of did not happen. I thought Arizona was a good fit. I think he would have choked fuck Kyler Murray. I think he would have been the one to set him in his place. And I wouldn't be surprised if he still becomes the OC there. So it could be a good fit there still. But um, I believe Eric Bieniemy, who I grew up with, is very deserving of a job. I don't know if he's worth the job. I don't know if he's worthy of getting a head job. I think he's deserving, just like I think Lamar Jackson is deserving to get the bag but I don't believe Lamar Jackson's worth the bag. So if that makes sense, what is your take on the Eric Bieniemy thing? And I've been saying it for years. He's my boy and all, but I know he hasn't called a play in fucking five years. And I know that's, I, I know this. I've been saying it on Pat McAfee's show. I said it on all these shows and everyone's like, JB, you're full of it. Well, it's now kind of known. Everyone knows he's not the play caller, but when that happens, um, Where's your thought? Is he deserving or is he getting fucked or what's going on here? Are you deaf? Now I hear me now. Chase. Can people hear me? Turn it up. I hear you now a little bit. All right. So we've seen coaches with far less experience get head coaching jobs in the NFL. I mean, it happens all the time. And if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, first of all, I think they ran into a problem where nobody really wanted that job. So then it goes to Jonathan Gannett. And if I'm running an organization in a offensive-laden era, I'm going offensive mine. I'm trying to get a quarterback. In this instance, it's Kyler Murray. Instead, it's a defensive guy who every time he's gone up against elite offenses, elite quarterbacks, elite coaches, he's been outdueled in a chess match just like he was on Sunday I find it to be a little bit confusing but with Eric Bieniemy, the things that I've heard one yeah he's not the play caller Andy Reid is and again it is a little bit weird because guys with far less experience who don't call plays have gotten head coaching jobs but he has had the opportunity to interview for a lot of positions and I've heard that he's not a great interviewer when he is in the room with some of these general managers as well as these coaches. So if you think about it from a football standpoint to a corporate standpoint, right? If I continuously interview for all of these jobs and I don't interview well, 
that's probably why I'm not getting the job, right? So if that is in fact true that he doesn't interview well, then I can see why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. But his body of work is impressive. I just saw a report as I was walking in that Washington commanders are going to bring him in and they're going to give him potentially, if he wants that gig, full autonomy of the offense to completely run the show. Personnel, play calling. I think that's what he needs to then prove that he can become a head coach in this league. I do think that he's been worthy of an opportunity, though. But it is a little bit weird, for sure. I... I... I was on Whitlock. We argued this. Whitlock says he can't sell himself. He don't have the it factor. This is the thing about Eric Bieniemy. He's not going to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you what you need to hear, just like I will. And uh, I don't know if you consider that not interviewing well. I think it's more of telling you what you don't want to hear. And I think that he gets a knock for it. And just because he doesn't speak your language doesn't mean it's bad language. But that is what these owners do. And that is the truth of the matter. Um, so interviewing and all that shit. I mean, let's be honest. Guys are getting jobs without even interviewing. Like, yeah. look, like let's be honest. So it's, it's a predetermined situation for the most part. It's pretty much predetermined. So, you know, I, I hope he gets out from underneath Andy because that is what has to happen, in my opinion. Or he's going to stay there forever. And, and, and I... To me, it's not a bad thing either because I don't want to see him fail as a head coach, which I arguably think will happen. Yeah. And, like, I see somebody in the comment section, Jerry Wells. Would you both admit that much less qualified people have been given head coaching jobs? That's literally what we were just talking about, right? Like, yeah, much just, less qualified people have been given jobs. I, I lost you. I lost your voice. Death. I don't know what's going on. Go up a little. It's it's low. I hear you again. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, he hasn't gotten that head coaching job, but maybe it's best for him to just get underneath Andy Reid and go run his own show in Washington. Ah, it's low again. It's off. Fuck. You got a horrible ah bad day today. I'm telling you guys. Uh, I apologize. We're all fucked up today, man. We got everything screwed up. Technology is getting uh overran by aliens. Um. Is this better, by the way? Yes. All right, there we go. Technology sucks, man. Man, I'm telling you right now, um, you're not lying. It's a, it's a fucked up deal. Um, hold on real quick. Shane. Yes. Hey, tomorrow good? Yes, sir. Hey, I, no, you're good, man. I appreciate you. I, I have, Chase is on every Wednesday, and then uh, hey, it's been a fucked up day. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I don't know if you know Shane Graham. This is Shane Graham. You got a guy. What's up, man? Hook you guys up. Hey, I get it, man. I, I get it. I get it. It's been no, it's all good. Shit. I appreciate it. Uh, if uh, we can do tomorrow, uh, well, we lost him. Uh, <laughs> and man, this has been fucking crazy. <laughs> um, I think I lost him. Um, we'll see him tomorrow. He'll be on tomorrow, Shane Graham, for everybody out there. Um, we'll redo it. But yeah, man. Um, uh, Chase, it's been a fucking wild one. I, I'm just. I don't know, man. Between, uh, yeah, to the chat. We just said that he's fucking deserving. But I said, is he worthy? Exactly what we just said. And Chase yeah. reiterated it. So yeah. bottom line is, Chase said interviewing comes into play. 
you know, everyone could talk about the good old boy network and the owners, none of them being black and all this. We can say all we want. The bottom line is they are staying clear of Eric Bieniemy, And for whatever fucking reason, it is what it is. And I don't think the owners give a shit about Ryan Clark and what he says on ESPN. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, let me ask you something. I got to get into this real quick. The Eagles, they got 10 unrestricted free agents that played in that football game. Jason Kelsey probably being the anchor of that, leading that candidacy. Um, I love the shit out of that kid and 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 the and the family in general. Um, especially I, I listen to their podcast now. One of the only ones I listen to, um, just because of the feel good story of it. Like you said, sometimes you got to have a little positivity. I'm so fucking negative, according to the naysayers. So I wanted to say positive today with the Kelsey brother video that I showed earlier. Um, two things. They got 10 unrestricted free agents. Kelsey, does he retire? Does he stay, et cetera? But the big one is, to me, Jalen Hurts, okay? He throws for 300. He runs three touchdowns, scores three touchdowns with his feet. I was on Whitlock yesterday. I said, listen, there's no way that he is sustainable for four years using only his feet, and there's no way I pay him two, $300 million um, thinking he can only win a Super Bowl with his feet. It would be very ignorant of me as a GM, as an organization, as an owner. So that's my take. Now, I'm curious to get yours because I watched that game. I saw two pick sixes that Goddard saved him on that I broke down, and I saw a bad ball to Smith that he should have been a touchdown. He let him out of bounds. The same with uh, A.J. Brown, who saved him on another one. I I don't believe he's there yet. I believe he is the most improved player in football. I thought he should have got that award. Uh, I love what he did in the offseason. I love where he's headed. I think he can be great. I, I put him ahead of Lamar Jackson because of the fact that he can stand in the pocket and still make some better throws than Lamar can. But there's no way, Chase, he's sustainable for four or five years and they put all their eggs in one basket and lose six, seven free agents, sign him big. And if he can't throw from the pocket consistently to those two wideouts that they have and Goddard, which is three real, real good guys, I don't know if you can afford to do it and win um, or get back to the Super Bowl. What's your take on this free agency and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, so if there's anybody who I have faith in to get this roster right and to be very financially savvy, it's Howie Roseman. He continues to work magic with the salary cap, and he acts as though it's not even a thing. Now, I do have some concerns because, yes, 10 starters set to be free agents, and he had to pay Jalen Hurts. But the thing is, you can backload that contract. And he's going into the final year of his rookie deal where the real money doesn't really start to come into play for another two to three years so that you can still maintain this roster. But a big reason why this loss to the Chiefs is so gut-wrenching for all of Philadelphia is because this roster was so good and this was the year to get Kansas City. They played rookies the fourth most snaps among all teams in the NFL and they still won a Super Bowl. So that means that they're only going to get better. And for this Eagles roster, once you pay big-time money to a quarterback, you're unable to have a roster as talented and as deep. Look no further than the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, who has been completely underwhelming with that contract, and it's shown that he needs a supporting cast. But when you take money like that and you're not financially savvy with the cap, you're not able to build out that roster. I do have more faith in Howie Roseman to do that than the Jones family because he's proven to be the better general manager. As for Jalen Hurts, year one, he completed 52% of his passes. Year two, about 62% of his passes. 
This year, nearly 68% of his passes. He accounted for 36 total touchdowns, and he had less than double-digit total giveaways this season, both with fumbles and interceptions. And that's pretty impressive considering how much they rely on him to throw the football and run it. What I've seen from him is continued growth every single year and a guy who is mature beyond his years, who the locker room has really rallied around, a guy who is widely respected and a guy who never comes up with excuses. So as compared to Kyler Murray, I'd be willing to give that and put that investment into Jalen Hurts because I don't have to worry about his work ethic. I don't have to bear, uh, worry about his character. I know that he's going to be a leader. And those qualities are very important when you invest into a quarterback. The other thing to consider here is that the NFL salary cap is going to continue to increase and rise. So if you get him for about $40 million per year, which would be ideal, honestly, in a few years, it's not going to look all that bad if the salary cap continues to increase. As for him as a passer with what he did on Sunday, I thought that he went shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that you can dispute him throwing for 300 yards and rushing for 70, which is the most rushing yards for a quarterback in Super Bowl history. I thought on third downs, he made some incredible plays with his arm and with his legs. Now, they ran him, I think, 15 times. That is not, JB, sustainable, as you said. But I actually also think that he's going to continue to get better as a passer. Um, and look, for some of those balls that could have gone the other way, and yes, he had that scoop and score fumble, which obviously had a huge impact on this football game. Had a couple of really nice tight window throws too. And I think that you have to give the quarterback credit for throwing up a 50-50 ball to A.J. Brown because you gave him a shot. And a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't make that throw. And if you go back and watch the throw to Quez Watkins, he had Nick Bolton right in his face. He stood in the pocket. He delivered that football. And for whatever reason, Quez Watkins tried to die for that ball. If he just kept running, that puts the Eagles up two scores. And we're talking potentially about Jalen Hurts as a Super Bowl champion, NFL quarterback who outplayed Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to bank on him continuing to make those improvements. I think this is a guy that you want to invest in. But it is, of course, predicated on him continuing to develop as a passer, and it's not going to be easier when he loses his offensive coordinator and the roster might not be as good in three, four years because they're not going to afford to be able to pay all those other players because they're paying him big-time money. But lastly, it's the continued strides that I've seen from him that I'm really impressed by, and I, can, I expect him to make those continued improvements. Nah, you're selling me. You're trying to sell me on him. Um, I... Like I said, also, on the Devontae Smith catch, Smith has to have more awareness of where he is on the field. I mean, he, yes, you can lead him a little bit far inside. They still scored a touchdown on that, but it, it would have saved them time to maybe not, uh, you know, get fucked by that, you know, holding call late because they did run out of time. But Smith has to know where he is on the sideline there. I thought he lost kind of recognition of where he was on the field. Yeah, but if you watch the route concept and the play, the safety, he had to stay away from that safety. The ball needs to be to the front pylon there in that scenario or the back pylon. But, you know, the bottom line is, like, I agree with everything. I'm I'm just – at the end of the day, the bad guys usually get paid because they're usually the freaks of nature. The shitbirds are usually the best players. Let's just be honest. Jalen Hurt doesn't fall into the shitbird category. And sometimes good guys finish last. They get fucked. 
Um, character sometimes does not matter in the NFL, as we've seen people hit girls and have fucking issues and drive, drunk drivers, and they're still back in the league, and they're making hundreds of millions again. Um, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. It's not fair. Life's not fair. We get it. It's, it is what it is. This scenario, um, he checks all your boxes. Like, fuck, I would pay him over Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and I'd pay Lamar Jackson next because of what he's done off the field and character-wise and been there and et cetera. Towards the end of the year, it kind of rubbed me wrong with Lamar, but I still say they're both deserving of a bigger payday than Kyler, than um, some of these other guys. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you can do it, though. Um, now, explain to me the tag scenario with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Can they tag him? Um, and is Jalen going to accept that tag? Jason Whitlock thinks Jalen Hurts, knowing his father, is willing to do the Tom Brady approach and sacrifice money for roster. Uh, I don't know if that's a real thing nowadays with this generation, is it? Ah, you're dead. You're muted again. I don't hear you. How about now? Hey, yep, yep. All right. I thought that Patrick Mahomes kind of took less than market value with the contract that he got, and the Chiefs were just able to win the Super Bowl. I do believe that Jalen Hurts is the type of guy to maybe sacrifice some money knowing that, look, I'm going to make that money back with endorsements. I'm going to make that money back if we're consistently competing for Super Bowls. And look, at the end of the day, like, what's the difference between 40 and $50 million, right? It is still a filthy amount of cash. So for Whitlock to say that, tend to agree and for Howie Roseman to get that deal done I think that he would be able to get a deal done that is a little bit more team friendly the thing with Jalen Hurts because he was a second round pick there's no fifth year option there so like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow they can exercise that fifth year option to have that extra year of control for Hurts you can't do that so this is the final year of his rookie deal. And for him, he probably does want to get that new contract done because being a second-round pick and not a first-round guy, the money just isn't the same. Um, so franchise tag, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't mess with it. I'd look at how Hurts has improved, how the locker room really rallies around him, and who he is as a guy. And I'd try to make that investment now because, honestly, Herbert and Burrow could reset the market to a point where if you wait to get the deal done and he goes out and has a really good year or you just wait until later this offseason, that price tag is going to be even higher. The Steichen kid gets the Colts job. Uh, Jeff Saturday does a farewell speech from the fucking lake fishing for bass and <laughs> everybody sees this thing. So uh, it's alarming to me that Jeff Saturday was even involved in it this long. But anyway... Um, the chat is going crazy because they don't know if they, they wanted Martindale. Just so we know, the NFL is about optics, and the optics are seven of the eight coaches were offensive guys in the playoffs that that were that were meaningful. The playoffs, the final four were offensive coaches, and offensive coaches are sexy, and offense brings in fans, and offense, 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 we can go on and on and on. So Martindale was never going to get that job. Martindale is not even a head coach uh he doesn't have the demeanor of a head coach and that is why i never thought martindale was even in the mix now the steichen kid the kid that just left you guys to go so you just lost two coordinators yep what do you do now though because jalen hurts 
is going to lose a very, very viable source. I know Sirianni's there. They're running offense that is conducive to what Jalen runs. Who do they bring in now there? Um, is the enemy an opportunity there? I, I don't think so. And Gorion had asked, convince me why I should believe that Steichen is going to be the guy. The Chargers absolutely loved him. He was the offensive coordinator during Justin Herbert's rookie year. And Justin Herbert set all types of records. The Chargers didn't want to see him go, but he came to Philadelphia after that other regime was let go. Chargers absolutely loved him. And then he comes to Philly to start last year. Nick Sirianni was actually the play caller. Shane Steichen takes over. They turn into this run-heavy team, and they end up being historic with their production with running the football. And then this year, they pivot that offensive philosophy once again because last year they realized we got to cater to that personnel. This year they catered to the personnel that they had this year, and he maximized Jalen Hurts to a point where they scored the most points in franchise history, and they were basically top five in every offensive category. So he's going to be the play caller. I love what he did with the scheme and play calling this year. That's why he can be the guy, especially if they pair him with the young quarterback in Indianapolis. As for what the Eagles might do, I don't think Biennemi is going to be a guy. This is still Nick Sirianni's system. And their quarterbacks coach, Brian Johnson, who played his college football at Utah, won a Sugar Bowl, became the youngest FCS offensive coordinator when he was with Houston, actually got coached by Jalen Hurts' dad, has a relationship with Hurts, helped develop Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, Kyle Trask at Florida, and Jalen Hurts the last two years. I think that he's going to step in, knows this game, good relationship with Hurts, and honestly, I don't think they're going to miss that much of a beat. And how can you with that offensive line, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, I think he's going to be the internal hire. As for what they do at defensive coordinator, I'd like to see them bring in more of a veteran guy because I thought that they got exposed against a veteran coaching staff with Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Um, Gorgian said they want to see – he wants to see him win. Well, what – what the fuck has Martindale done as a head coach that I don't know about? Because he hasn't won at anything. As and a he's a defensive coach. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting your eggs in. Either way, you're, you're, you're wishing in one hand and shitting in the other one. It don't really matter. Either way, you're guessing here because you don't know. They, either of them have been head coaches. And in this generation, I'm probably leaning towards the offensive guy who's younger, who can probably adapt to a locker room. That's just what it is. I hate to say that, but that is the truth. It doesn't matter. That's what we're dealing with in this generation. So it's tough. But you probably got to go with the offensive guy because you don't know who your quarterback is, and you're probably going to have to make a move and get one either with Chicago or somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, before you get out of here real quick, um, <laughs> I got to ask you, Lamar Jackson – is this writing on the wall, hiring Munkin in Baltimore? Is he gone? Because I'm going to tell you, I know Munkin. He is a pass-happy guy, and he's not a triple option RPO. He's an RPO guy, and they can adapt. These guys know offense. There's no question he can run whatever we need is needed. But I'm going to be honest, hiring him, I would be scared if I'm Baltimore because that's showing me that Lamar's probably on the way out. Yeah, so I can answer this, and then I have a meeting at uh, at ten thirty yeah, my time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was weird for Munkin to take that job, not knowing who the quarterback is going to be potentially. So that's kind of weird to what you said, but also at the same time, look, they've said that they want to bring back Lamar. He has made progress as a thrower. 
And did they let go of Greg Roman because they want Lamar to take that next step as a passer? And they believe that by not running as much of that RPO triple option offense, that Munkin can get the best out of Lamar. I still think that it's in play that he comes back, but I wouldn't be shocked one bit if he gets traded to his home state of Florida and he plays for a team like the Miami Dolphins, if the Atlanta Falcons try to bring him in to be their starting quarterback and the Ravens kind of reset a little bit because, look, paying Lamar with the injury issues, him struggling in playoff games, 40 to $50 million, it's a lot of the same conversations that we're having with Jalen Hurts. And Hurts has been injured a lot too. Like This is the predicament that you run into when you're running a front office when you have that quarterback on their rookie contract and you try to strike gold while they're on that rookie deal. You have good rosters. You're able to make it to the playoffs. In the Eagles case, you make that deep playoff run. But as soon as that investment comes onto the table or you have to pay that quarterback big-time money and big-time dollars, you run into a precarious situation because if you don't get it right, you're going to be screwed. But if Munkin can come in there and add those passing concepts to that offense to help Lamar, There you go. That offense would be more sustainable with Munkin's passing concepts to help out Lamar Jackson because I'm not sure running the triple option in RPO, you can win long-term in the playoffs by doing that offense. Yeah, I don't know if they have the wideouts or could afford it if they do pay Lamar, though, and then do they have the wideouts to throw the ball that Munkin had better wideouts in Georgia? Exactly, exactly. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. Maybe next week we'll get our fucking uh, technological fucking advancements with the aliens. Uh, much love to you, man. I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of the week and the day, and uh, I'll see you next week. You as well. Salute. Appreciate everybody for watching. All right, later. Jay, Jay Sr. Uh, hey, we're battling through this fucked up day. Um, we're battling through it. Uh, Brennan Clinton, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Go, is going to join us here, uh, hopefully at the end of this show right now. Um, I'm trying to get his... Uh, His shit uploaded. Let's see if I have it. Um, For me. There we go. There we go. Give me one second. Let me get some of these things uploaded because everything's changed. Um, zero, zero. All right. So Brendan Clinton is going to join us here in a second. Um, let me get in, in the show with a bang. We're in the show with a bang. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Shane Graham, uh, he popped in late. He had an issue at his Airbnb. He's on the road in bad area, so he'll come on tomorrow. I have TJ Lang joining the show tomorrow. Um, so, um, um, that'll be a great, interesting one. Uh, Brandon Walker from Unnecessary Roughness will be joining me here uh, next week, maybe, uh, in the next couple weeks. Brandon Walker, some Barstool talent. Um, will be joining me. I can't wait to ask Brandon, Mr. Go, uh, what's going on in his world. And uh, there's a lot going on, man. A lot going on in uh, the world right now. I don't know. Uh, hey, Gorgian, I will ask you. Th I will ask you this question. This offensive coordinator you guys just hired in Indianapolis. What is the pipeline between the Eagles and the Colts? Because you guys got Frank Reich, and that shit imploded. Now you're doing it again. So, uh, uh, man, I don't know. Um, 
Without further ado, though, um, I want you to get. I want you to All right, we go out there this Sunday. We're going to do them boys just like their cheesesteaks. Greasy. Defense takes on the personality of the coach, right? All right, hey, so I don't care who you put out there. I even put my mama out there. All right, and I'm going to stick her like Oedipus. Because you're killing me, son. I mean, goddamn, the place called Meat Mill. It's levels. Juju, help him out. All right, on Meat Mill, what does the Z have? 12 and in, coach. Good, good, 12 and in. All right, hey, here we go. Kipsy. Come on, man, pay attention. How much does that cost? You trying to laugh with me? All right, hey, we got some injuries in the secondary, right? All right, hey, so if I'm a DB in this room, all right, the moral of this game should be Coy LeRae. All right, because we ain't working with a lot. All right, but we gonna make some shape. All right, now we like this play. All right, it's a trick. We call it Bam Bam Kevo. Hey, coach, if those linemen are past setting, might they get in the way of the reverse action? Jonathan Majors. What are you doing in here? I don't know. I'm just in everything right now. It's just my year. Why you got a problem? You hating on King like Anthony Davis? Hmm. Nah, nah, coach. I think he might be yeah, right. He might be right. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we should like that. make the landmarks a little. Oh, the goddamn play! All right, Davis. If it's lying in your way, do like your mama did in the '90s and get around. Mama was thick back in the day too. She was four p.m. before little baby. Man, you be killing it, dog. <laughs> What's going on, Coach JB? How you doing? Chilling, man. Hey, man, you in Cali now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. That, is that Cali. permanent? Uh, for the foreseeable future, it is. Really? Like, I, eventually, I want to end up in North Carolina. Okay. But um, I'm loving Cali right now. Uh, the business is, is is great out here, and uh, the weather's great. So yeah, I'm loving it. So you did, so you moved out of here for the for to, to grow to to grow your brand. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, and also, I'm a part of Team Diverge, and um, which is uh, it's a content creation group and a gaming group that's led by uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, just won a Super Bowl. Um, and so we have a content house out here that I'm a part of. So okay. that that's what led to my initial move out here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Congrats, man. Um, Thank you. Keep killing it. I see. I see you, man. I, I was showing people some videos and shit, and, and people follow you. They a lot of fans in here know you. Uh, we had a bunch of technical issues, so we've lost a bunch of people today. Um, we it's all fucked up. I don't know what's <laughs> happening in the world, dog. We got we got shit. Chemical uh, <laughs> trains and aliens and all kind of shit, dog. All type of stuff. Balloons flying overhead. Man, balloons. And shit. I'm waiting <laughs> to see a Mr. Go video on a, on a fucking balloon and shit. I'm like, <laughs> Hey dog, do you just do sports or you do like do you do like political figures and shit? So I haven't done anything like political, I would say. I may have had some political jokes here and there, but you know, I do everything. So you remember when um, you know, the Oscar situation yep. and uh Will Smith did, I made a video on that. Yeah, I've done that. videos to on just uh reviewing movies, uh the Avengers. I've done um I did anime, Dragon Ball Z. I did a, a film review on that. Uh, so it's everything. I like to keep everything, you know, just wide open. Whatever comes to me, you know, I want to try to get it out. What's up with your boy? What's What do you think about this? <laughs> hey, look, man. I feel like Juju, bro, like he's, it, it was fun. You know, we're just having fun. I didn't think too much of like the original tweet by Juju as far as, you know, he's, he's talking trash or, you know. He's having fun with it, which it, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, all the Eagles, obviously, they're, they they just lost, so they hurt. 
And so they responded in the way that they did. But I just think he was having fun. Um, I agree. I, I don't know. The timing, though, to me was kind of screwed up because you just beat the team in the Super Bowl. And I, I actually like I actually like uh, how the Eagles have been responding because they're kind of like, you know what? You beat us and all that shit, man. But, you know, I, as a coach, as a competitor, you know how it is when you play. Um, you kind of like you're you're gonna be sour as a motherfucker. You, you got clown yeah. signs, you know the holding thing. I mean, it's just like I don't know. I can see both sides of it. Like today, look, look as a look as somebody who you know makes jokes myself and and, and stuff like that entertains. There's only there was only one chance that he really had to you know to to make that joke. It's Valentine's Day, like so the timing is not much that you can do about the timing. Um, I thought that it was a good joke too. You know what I mean? Like hold, hold. So I love, I liked it. I just think, like you said, you know, people just lost, they're going to be sour. And so that's what you got to deal with. But Hey, I'd rather see that though. than than the guy that's walking in Walmart, the one cat that does the content, like, Hey boy, give me that shit, boy. Like that shit to me is more like, I'd rather see this shit at least. Cause at least you guys get to play each other again. Like you may right. face off again next year and you don't even know if Juju's going to be a chief next year. He fuck around and be an Eagle. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know. So I, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, there's so much shit. What was your Super Bowl thoughts, man? Did you go? I did. I went, man. It was my first Super Bowl. Uh, so this was the the year of like you know all the first I went to the first national championship game, went to the first Super Bowl, and it was good. I mean I was having fun. The Rihanna concert, you know, it was it was it was lit. You know, I knew a lot of the songs, so I mean it was yeah, it was a great experience. It was a great. Experience now, everyone's the first hating time. on Rihanna. Everyone half the world's hating, half loves. That's just what life is. We're half we're split down the middle. Everything we do now, uh, everything is. Is this it's all fucked oh up. yeah yeah so what'd yeah. you think about her being pregnant all that other shit do you think it was was it here's the argument is it fair to the fan base to who who pays her salary for the most part that mm-hmm. she came to perform for even though she didn't take no money she, come on she's a billionaire so but that's her own hustle right that's her makeup line that's her own shit so she deserving mm-hmm. of all that plus her singing and her and the performing and entertainer it allowed her to have that makeup line and blow up Right. So let's make no mistake. And she's legit as it gets. Did she take away from the experience, though? Is it like Kawhi Leonard load managing? Like, you know see, what I'm saying? See, the thing, like you said, I, I saw a lot of, and I didn't know. See, the thing is, Rihanna has a very strong fan base, a very loyal fan base, almost like Beyonce. Not yeah. that far, but almost like that. So just like you said, when I looked, I was seeing a lot of, you know, good reviews. Like, oh, Rihanna, we love you, all this type of stuff. And you don't know, is it just I'm just a loyal fan or am I really just yeah. speaking on what I'm seeing? Yeah, but yeah. for me, it was like this. I thought that there wasn't like, and I don't, and the thing about me is I got to be honest, I don't go to a lot of concerts yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I don't, so I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, she's not really doing like a lot of moving. Everybody around her is doing all the moving. I don't know how I feel about that. And then it was also, I was like coming in. I expect. I think a lot of other people expect it. Maybe she's gonna bring somebody in because um, that song, that song, work. It has Drake in it. Maybe yeah. Drake comes. Um, you know, she got songs with Jay Z. Run this town. Maybe she brings Drake. I mean, Jay Z in yeah. to do his part. Something. Yeah. But it was just nobody came in. So that disappointed me. But like I said, you know, Rihanna has a lot of hits. 
and she and she just went off and just played the hits like she was in a versus. And so yeah. I was cool with that. Like I was loving that, you know, I was loving just hearing the hits and stuff like that and vibing. And, and I was there, but I can see, you know, if people might say like, man, it could, this is halftime show. It could have been a lot more. Nah, hey, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'd rather you say, you know what, but I think they already agreed to it. So I think she was bought in. I, I don't know if they, but what did you, what did you, what did you think? What was your I opinion on the waited all, It waited it out and, and came back when she had the baby. Like, I don't know. I think you should have had more, or saved her with Jay Z. Saved her with yeah. She should have brought some, some, money some in. performers. You know what I mean? Save her. Save some. Save her with some performers around her, so where she could chill and you don't notice her. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, but have you see? Freak. I haven't. I haven't seen any um, like other Rihanna performances. So I can't tell you like what yeah, live, right? Live, right? I haven't seen her live, so I don't yeah, know yeah. what she usually does yeah. to say, okay, well, because she was pregnant, it changed anything. Yeah, is she usually just kind of chill and letting everybody kind of go crazy around her? Is that usually her vibe, or is she more active? Yeah, see, I, I don't, don't know. Have to go no concert, I'll be damn. I went to the first, the last concert I went to, dog, was East versus West back in the day. This is 1994. <laughs> And it was Biggie versus Tupac, and it was one of the largest riots broke out inside the LA Sports Arena, and it was straight up oh, gang wow. banged out. Motherfuckers <laughs> was dying that day, and I'm like, shit, dog. You're uh, like, this is my last one. <laughs> first and last, dog. My first and last. I was like, yeah, I, that. you could probably call that Rihanna concert my first concert. Like, I'm, I don't go to concerts I always, and now. After kind of, I've experienced the national championship game. I've experienced the Super Bowl. Like at this point, I'm really not going to games unless, like, unless they want me on the sideline. Like, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. not a point. I think you don't get the full story of the game nah. when you're there. Nah, you, you get, get it. More it. On TV. Thank you. You get more of the story, and and it helps me to you know create content and do things like that. Versus when you're at the game, you know, you got no commentary. You just looking. You barely even know some of the intricacies of what's going on who's hurt who came off the field things like that you miss a lot now you from baltimore originally from maryland um maryland, yeah. Laurel, Laurel, maryland um and okay. pg prince george yeah, county is. pg yeah uh lamar they just hired a coordinator from georgia university of georgia munkin coach munkin i know him pretty well he's a pass happy dude mm -hmm. uh did the Ravens just tell Lamar, are you pretty much done? Or are they doing this? They got a scheme involved, and they're going to try to save his career. I don't know, dog. I don't see Lamar dropping yes. back and throwing the ball all over the place in a pass-happy system. I think you have to run some triple option with him, and I just that's why I don't believe he'll ever get to a Super Bowl. But is this writing on the wall for the Raven fans? I've heard that they are like more than $100 million apart. You know, I heard I've just, million, but if you heard a hundred million shit, I, that I've heard not too long ago that it was they was like a hundred million dollars apart, and for me, I mean, so that, that tell me that the writing might be on the wall. I've never seen a situation like this though, you know, where you got a franchise quarterback and they're not trying to pay him. So yeah, and I think he is deserving of it, right? Yeah, I, like he's, he's deserving. He won MVP. Definitely deserving. I would give him money over Kyler, over Deshaun Watson, all the weirdo fucks. I'm giving him money over all of them. And I know you can appreciate it. Like, you know that, you know, Lamar Jackson, like, he cares. Like, he yeah. wants to win. Yeah. He's putting everything on the line. Um, and, and he's putting work. People talk about his throwing, whatever. He's putting work. 
in that area and he's improved in that area from the first time I seen him in that first playoff game um, uh, to now. So I just feel like they got they you understand who's next. I think maybe the Cleveland Browns just messed everything up. Yeah, the market, the marketplace, right? Yeah, they just it's messed like, everything up. Hey, dog, if somebody called you and offered you, you know, ESPN said, hey, dog, we want you to do this shit every every day on our show and imitate coaches or do whatever. We'll give you 100 mil. You hey. out. Out. We doing it. <laughs> hey, you out. So it's like, hey, Juju, I appreciate you, dog, but I'm deuces. So, like, it is what it is, right? Um, you Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of Aaron Rodgers or do you at least – are you a fan of his game? I'm a fan – I'm a fan of his game, and I it's, it's 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 weird to say fan of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I'm a fan. I I appreciate him. I appreciate the differences in people. Like if he's feeling like if he's just on that spiritual path, and he's like, man, I want to do this, and I want to take this, and do, and this is how I feel. I mean, that's what it is. I think maybe sometimes he just dramatizes it too much in the uh, you know in the media, and like I'm with uh, you on that. You know, on on, on Pat's show, and, and and maybe he he bask in that attention and whatever. So, you know, you, I feel like yeah, do whatever you got to do, maybe. But I mean, I, maybe he could keep that stuff to himself or deal with things a little differently so that the media doesn't blow up. But maybe he welcomes that, you know? Yeah, he probably welcomes it. And and and, and yeah. I, Jason Whitlock, I'm on their show every Monday. He kind of brought up a point. He was like. Would you rather have a cat transparent and tell you what he does or a cat that doesn't tell you shit and is out here mm. doing dirt and, and lying and cheating? I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. It's a perspective, I guess. But asking you that question only to ask you this. Where mm. do you want to see Aaron Rodgers end up? I want to see him. Funny enough, it would be crazy because it's like he's following uh, Brett Favre's career path almost. But I, I want to see him with the Jets. I think that they got a good roster. The defense is nice. All they was kind of kind of a quarterback away, and you know they'll get Brees Hall back next uh, next year. I think that'll be a good a good show. I, and I then can't. and then and then on the opposite end, we can also see uh, Jordan Love. See what he can do. You know, with Green Bay. Nah, yeah, I I think he's a he's gonna come back home. I think, man, he he he's gonna come back home. And I I always find it interesting when dudes tell people. I'm not going to be this. Or I'm not going to do that. That's usually mm. where they go. And so what do you think? You think 49ers? I'm leaning 49ers Raiders. Okay. Because he's from the Bay. He's from Cali. He, 49ers you know, will be perfect. Yeah. Raiders, too, are still West Coast. Devontae, reconnection. Um, mm. You got Waller and Renfro. You got, if you could keep, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs. Raiders are going to be legit up on offense for sure. Um, but I think the Jets are a better team. You like the Raiders defense? No. Uh Jet, my, you know, my kid Jermaine Johnson played starts for the for the Jets uh, defensive end. I uh so I, I follow them. My receiver Calvin Jackson was there for the Jets last year, caught three touchdowns in the preseason. Uh I think I like the Jets wideouts. I like the Jets uh defense, of course. Two rookies of the year are on that team. So they obviously have a roster that's on the way up. Yeah. Um but having said that, shit. Uh, I don't see him wanting to go and play in the snow again. Like, not at 38 uh, years old. Not okay, at 38 years old. He wants sense. to retire and play golf. He wants to golf now and be able to play golf seven days a week. Mm. Uh, you can only do that in the West Coast. And that's so, so, so now I'm thinking it will make sense to go to the 49ers. I like their roster better than the, than the Raiders. 
But I'm thinking all oh, the 49ers going to give up. They got to give up to get them. And what, well, what are the Packers going to ask for? Already screwed the pooch in the quarterback room. So you got Trey Lance now. You're going to give up yeah. Jimmy on. You can give Trey get get Trey gone. Send him to Green Bay to 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 back up um, jo- Jordan and learn. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things out there. All right, I gotta yeah. ask. I take Kansas City fan base hates me. I I, I call him I call Mahomes gimmicky. Where do you rank Mahomes? What? Where do you rank Mahomes, dog? Where do you? Oh, rank- he's the great. He right now he's the greatest. You know by far. And by he's far, he's not better than Burrow. Come on, coach. Hey, what do you coach? What he's you way better than I, he's how do way you better than Burrow. Give me your give me your criteria. So, like, I, all right, here's my criteria. Obviously, winning is is gonna bump you up into the thing, right? So yeah, he's got Burrow beat so far. Now he's played three longer years, but just just so you know, he's one in three versus Burrow. Let's make sure we're clear. But okay. you know what? He has two Super Bowls. Burrow's gotta win one for me. To bump him up. So Burrow has to end up winning the Super Bowl. But what is your criteria? Here mine is. Winning, of course, as far as NFL criteria, you have to be able to throw the football on time accurately and have the it factor. Nuts and guts in crunch time. Mm -hmm. All right? Check. So you know, Mahomes has struggled in three Super Bowls, dog. Come on, man. Because he's there every year. What do you mean? He had two touchdowns. Because he's there every year. He he struggled. He struggled. First of all, wait, he's been to three and one, two. Am I am I right? Yeah, he's two and one now. Yep. Two and one. Two of them, well, his Super Bowl numbers coming in weren't that good. But this year he threw three touchdowns. He was what 21 of 27. And 180 then, um, yards, not really good. He had 50, 180 50. yards, but he was he was taking what they was giving him. They ran the football for 190, so yeah. that helped him. So yeah. I, I get all that. Don't forget his stuff. his clutch scrambles on one leg. So when now, you talk about toughness, because if he had one leg, he wouldn't have scrambled. Dog, come on, man, miss me with the mainstream media. <laughs> so wait, hold up. He so who was that? Dog. So hey, so, so, so what are you saying? Yesterday. I so saw him Jay- this man yesterday. That motherfucker was chasing his kid around. Come on, man. So what are you trying to say right now? I'm trying to say, don't put him in the Michael Jordan goat <laughs> talk yet. Just yet, he got some years to go yet. For sure, he got some years to go. He got some wins to stack up, some Super Bowl wins to stack up. And with that combination of him and Andy Reid, they're going to be competing for the Super Bowl every year. And so I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Seven is a, it's a he's huge your number one. Number. He's number two. Yeah. Number two is going to be uh, Burrow. Okay. And then where do you have guys like Joe? Where do you, guys, where do you have guys like Josh Allen, um, Lamar, uh, my my boy out here. Now you're in LA. You get to see the mm-hmm. Chargers, and you get to see the greatness that they say the greatness of 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 the Chargers. And this like dog, they have not won a playoff game yet. Like Josh Allen has yet to win a big meaningful game yet. Burrow has to get a Super Bowl eventually, or we're gonna yeah. just forget about him as well. All these young guns that are so called the great goats to the B, who are we're getting a lot of money to. Have yet to win a big game, dog. So, like, how are we? But if you don't, these dudes. I mean, if yeah, if, if you don't pay, if you don't pay them, who you gonna pay? I mean, that's Super Bowl's my, hard. my whole discussion. That is why I'm, that is a great segue because this is kind of what I've been saying on all these people's shows. Look at the mediocre quarterbacks that we call mediocre in the NFL. All right, mm-hmm. let's go on over to Dallas and see Cooper mm-hmm. Rush five and one, dog. 
And I will argue if he was in that 49er game, he don't throw two picks to double coverage, and I bet you the Dallas Cowboys win that football game against the 49ers. It's a I can't game nine nine game dog. I can't four. argue with you. I can't oh, argue I know, with you. I, I feel like- hear me out. Let's yeah. go to Washington. You pay all this money to 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 Wentz, who I've said is a bust from day one, and you got Taylor Heineke goes five and zero, oh, and they're five and zero, oh, and they got a chance to be win the East. Mm-hmm. And you go back to Wentz, you lose out, you don't even get in. All right, let's go to to Seattle. You get the comeback player of the year after you trade Russell Wilson. Now you got Geno Smith who shows everybody, damn, this guy can still play. And mm-hmm. we didn't even have him in our top 32 coming into this season as GMs and owners, right? Right. All right. Now, you, I would argue Kobe Brissett balled out over Deshaun Watson, who I knew was going to be a bust when he came back because of all the shit on his head, right? Had yeah, to be much stress. And then – you, there's quarterbacks that I can throw in there from all over the league that we can argue if you built the roster up around them better that you could save a lot of money and have a better franchise instead of paying a quarterback who ends up being a bust and you waste all your money like Kyler Murray. It depends on what you're saying is, is being a bust. Okay, so Wentz, all right, that was a bust. That was a bad decision by the franchise to bring him, him in and pay him. But when you talk about guys like, Herbert, when you talk about guys like Allen, when you talk about guys like Burrow, okay, these are franchise guys. You yeah, those, those are franchise look, guys. You're not gonna, different. You got to pay them. Dak's considered a franchise guy, right? But the problem is with Dak is, okay, then you start to get to the level of, all right, is it worth paying this guy versus building the roster up and getting another guy? Dak is one of those guys I think that's in that category. You know, he's not he's in the Herbert. guy, though. By who's who's saying who's By franchise? It would not for my franchise if I had a franchise. But they I mean a franchise money though because he was next up, and that's that was their saying. guy. So and he was next up, so they paid him. Scrap him? You're saying scrap the money they paid him and go go to Cooper Rush or go draft? Yeah, I think some franchises, you know, they have they've done that. They said, hey, look, we'll let this guy walk and um, whatever. We'll go and draft, or we'll have a stopgap until we can get the guy that we you know that we want through the draft. But I see it from him like he's not the guy. You know, there are some organizations that make that decision. I think that's the right decision. If you don't feel right about a guy, I'm not trying to pay him and make him the ties paid quarterback in the league. It's just not going to work that way. No, I agree. Uh, like Josh Allen, I think Brian Dayball going to the Giants, I, I called it. I said he's going to help out Daniel Jones tremendously. The Giants are going to be a playoff team. I said it before the season. They were. Uh, you see Josh Allen struggle from losing Brian Dayball, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And he is a franchise guy. We know he's a freaking nature. We know how good he can be. I still haven't no, I haven't seen him uh, take the next step, and he's got to be another guy to win a Super Bowl, or we're talking about a guy like Dan Marino and Jim Kelly who who's going to be go down in history as great freaks of nature that never won a game, not, never won a Super Bowl. Let, let me ask you this question because when you talk about, you know, Brian Dayball, he goes to the Giants. You know, he has that effect on Daniel Jones. And also, we see a drop-off with Josh Allen with him leaving. So what do you feel about um, maybe teams looking at that and considering leaning towards hiring offensive coaches versus defensive coaches? Well, six, seven of eight coaches were offensive coaches in the playoffs. And right. all four, final four was all offensive coaches. Two Super Bowl were offensive coaches. So mm-hmm. – 
It's it's definitely the highest paid player in football is who quarterback quarterback. So you have to, and then now you have a younger generation of cat that does no offense TikTok videos and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that generation. So who has to adapt to those guys? The McDaniel in Miami, the guy that people like me will say, "Oh, this weirdo motherfucker out here coaching grown men." Well, the grown men now are of the younger generation that you have to adapt or die. So mm-hmm. you do have to adapt or die. I think that is what's turning this into analytics instead of the old asshole like myself stomping the sideline. You don't see it no more. You see Staley, Mm -hmm. you see McDaniel, you see Sirianni, uh, you see these guys that are like, all right, you don't see Andy Reid anymore who, who motherfucked the whole team on halftime and said, if you go out and look at Rihanna, you're fucking just keep (laughs) walking because you ain't playing in the game. Right. Right. Heard that he's, he told them. So, you don't, you're not getting that no more from McDaniel. McDaniel would have been like, go, let's go watch Rihanna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that is just a difference. So that tends to tell me offensive coaching, you have to hire them like the Colts mm-hmm. just did. Yeah. And I'm curious in the Arizona hire, though, because you hired a defensive coach who just got torched in the playoffs, even though the game wasn't torched. You got torched offense. You got mm-hmm. tr- you got torched against Andy Reid in a, in a chess match. And, yeah, and coach, uh, I know you saw it. I, I know um Dan or Orlowski broke it down. Um, just how that motion, how they adjusted to that motion, uh, and how the the Andy Reid took advantage of that. Did you see that? How I he broke it down on my show earlier this morning because I got the film too, and mm-hmm. I break it down later on the night with with Sean Salisbury. We do a little show called Last Chance Q. But yeah, I got the I get the film in yesterday, and and uh, I just literally broke that down. The mo not only the motion. But the alignment of the defensive front the Eagles lined up in was mm. was not very uh, sound, man. You were just asking for – first of all, the Eagles got two pass rushers and two-point stances. That tells me one thing. They're coming straight up the field or they're dropping. Mm. And if I'm Andy Reid, I'm I'm already – all right, fuck it. We're not – I know you're not coming inside. I know the linebacker depth was too deep to blitz. So the Eagles brought no extra hats. They didn't do anything up front as far as twists, line games. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And you allowed um, the declaration of the defense to be told with motion that Andy Reid showed, and you were fucked, dog. I'm just telling you, the Eagles defensive coordinator just lacked experience when, you, yeah. when you're when facing a guy like Andy Reid, who's probably and – to not, And to have it happen, to have him score a touchdown on you, because I you know, even, you know, when I played football, we, hey, we went to the sideline. We talked to the defensive coach. What happened? They right. motioned and right. he went back. Okay, so yeah. here's what we're gonna do now. Yeah. Now we're gonna change this. Yeah. How do you let it happen again? That's what I'm saying. That, Same that play. Was what, yeah, man. It was a bad situation. And you know what? Andy Reid window dressed it. He looked like a different formation, and then he did the same shit though, and ran the same mm-hmm. football play out of a different set, different personnel. And now defensive coordinators, they get locked in, in personnel, they get locked in, in formations, especially when you're a younger guy going against an OG like Andy. And Andy's going to make you pay for it. And uh, that's what you saw, man. You saw a total. And you know where it hurt him? It hurt him in the run game more than in the pass game. Mm. The run game is what really won the football game. And Andy Reid dictated to the Eagles with motion and formationally how we're going to run the football. And we're going to run it away from your guy in motion. Like, why are Mm. you not stopping and going into a zone look and starting to make Andy Reid double think? You didn't make him think twice ever the whole game. He knew what he got, and he called what he got. 
and that's why he gassed him. And, uh, and I don't even like, you know, like man on the goal line, you know? Yeah, it's tough. Just, it's, it's tough. tough. You know, you're, clear, you're, you're asking for pick routes, rub routes. You're, you're asking for option. You know what yep. I mean? There's a lot of shit down there you can do against man. And the Eagles just look like they were outclassed with so that. Now, with though. That being, go ahead. Wait, with that being said, um, when you think about because I know who, who did the Bengals beat to advance in the playoffs? Was it, it was the it was the Bills? It was the Bills this year? this year. Yeah, they beat the Bills. So think Sean McDermott as a defensive coach. Bengals, they got an offensive coach. Yeah, outclassed him. So now it's just thinking it's in my mind like wow, it's like the defensive coach about to come, become like the new running back. You know how the running back position is now yep. is so undervalued and people yep. don't want to pay pay them any yep. money and it's just hey rookie contract and then you know you're gone it's like nobody's going to want to hire as we continue to go on you know what's going to happen to these guys that are defensive coaches uh, it's just something that i'm thinking about yeah it's true i mean running backs are short-lived defensive yeah. coaches like wink wink martindale who I thought had no shot because he's over the hill as far as getting along with these kids. He's not going to be the guy to go in there and hoop, rah, rah, rah them. He's more mm -hmm. of an X and an O's guy. And he even got gashed. The Eagles gashed him in the playoffs. So um, he's with the Giants now. But I, I'm glad he stayed in New York, and I, I'm glad he's staying there with, with Dayball because I think the Giants can get better. They get some wideouts and O-line, uh, mm -hmm. just like Chicago needs to do. Um, so there's some teams that need to do some things in the draft. Um, you know, there's a but lot. Of I think I think that's what's gonna happen though. It's gonna be, you know, the owners that are willing to spend the most money. They're just gonna have the best defensive coordinators, and that's just what is that's gonna be like the peak for them at a certain point. It's like, hey, I'm just in, at this team where I get paid this much to be defensive coordinator, and I'm gonna take the highest paying job as a defensive coordinator versus really trying to get my own show. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so what you got in the, in the in the kitchen, man? What's next? What I got? What what's 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 next? What, right. right Take a look at Davis at quarterback. <laughs> he reads right to left like a manga. All right, and he throws it outside late like a block party. Interception. Uh, Take a look at the running back wide open in the flats. I should have put Quavo at quarterback. He would have went to Elliott. All right, game's tied. Right, we in the red zone. And take a look at Davis. Oh my God, I'm scared. The moment's too big. These boys playing hard. I'm softer than Lil Wayne's leather. I'm the opposite of Virginia, because my wealth ain't common, even though I'm about as reliable as a McDonald's ice cream machine. So I piss down my leg, put it on CD like an album in the early 2000s, and it gets picked off like Lynn. I mean, goddamn! Where you be thinking up this shit at, man? Man, I be I think of it when I turn the camera on, I just think. Like, I look yeah, at the play, and it, I just man. think. You do it uh, like I do the show, you just do it? Yeah, so it's not a freestyle, like, you know, like... Oh, okay. It's not like it's a freestyle, like I go straight through, but I think about each line. Like I just yeah. think, like, you know what I'm saying? I see the ball thrown, say, okay, what can I say about that? I see a pick, say, okay, what can I say about that? And I just do it, you know, just like that. Nah, no doubt, man. You do a hell of a job, man. Make sure you guys follow him on the ticker below. Um, at Mr. Go on, on Twitter. What's your uh, what's your ad on Instagram? Mr. Go30, M-R-G-O-3-0. The same thing yeah. as it is on same Twitter. Same thing. Same thing man, everywhere. They my Instagram, dog. They delete my shit every fucking six months, man. So damn, they you be, yeah, you be talking too much, know, coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you just deleting cats like that? And I, now, you know, I lost cheese. I mean, it's it's just some bullshit. But hey, man, my cigars are out there near you in Newport Beach, man. So uh, I'll be out there this weekend. 
And uh, we got to hook up, man, and get together one day. I got to bring you out here and show you the crib and show you the yeah. spa lounge and shit. We'll have to do a show live. For sure, man. For sure. Let's you keep can, elevating. You can us my ass live. <laughs> hey, I'd be the coach, dog. I, I'll be sitting <laughs> in the corner, dog, and fucking edit it up. <laughs> Let's do it, man. That's funny. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, man, as always. And uh, now that you're out here, we got to hook up. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Let's link. All right, Brandon. I appreciate you. All right, coach. All right, I'll guys. Keep grinding. Later. For sure. Brennan Clinton, man. Mr. Go. Appreciate you uh, coming on. Appreciate him. Make sure you follow him on everything. And uh, make sure you follow him on everything else. That's appreciated. I'm going to have to get him out here, man, and do a, do a show. Hey, man, listen. We had a fucked up day, but we, we did the whole show. Appreciate everybody uh, for showing up and not showing up. Shane, Shane Graham's a great human, man. He'll be on tomorrow. 12-year 12 12, 12 NFL veteran. Uh, kicker he'll be on the show tomorrow um sometimes technology fucks us man and that's this is what it is so tj lang tomorrow uh we have hopefully some better connection some better things happen for us appreciate everybody man uh tonight last chance q sean salisbury and i will be getting together and doing a show tonight don't miss it um time to go man i'll see you guys on the other side peace